It is Friday night in Phoenix, and you're listening and watching the Absolute Geek Podcast, the prime premier geek content podcast in the Phoenix metropolitan area and all around the world. If you're listening to anyone else, what the hell are you doing with your life? <laughs> this is where we are. You know what? Yeah, Corbin. You know, no, as, no, things, no, as much as things change and... You guys, from going to Couch Crunchers, Absolute Geek, things stay the same with Lance and his shitty internet. Am I, st- am I fucking up now? You're fucking pixelated. You can barely hear you. You're all kinds of messed up. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's like I hear you alive. in my heart. Hey, Aaron. I hear me... you in your heart. Hey, you're driving. Get the hell off of this show until you're home. What's up, stick boy? What's going on, buddy? I'm glad to see Stick boy in the house tonight. Glad to see uh, everyone as they roll in here. Um, what up, Kyle? Kyle's in the house. What's going on, guys? How's how's life treating you guys? You guys uh back from your uh your um honeymoon? Your little honeymoon you guys were on last week? Your hetero life mate honeymoon? Oh <laughs> yeah, man, we're back. It's it was fun. We went. We went and saw some bands that we really like. It was a great time. It's good. Yeah, I've been listening to those bands pretty much all week. I don't know I what kind of music are you into, Matt. What do you like? Um, I like a little bit of everything. Not so much country. Cop some country, but cop out answer. Um, alternative class. I like a lot of classic rock. Um. I was a huge Blink-182 fan back in the day. There we go. Blink-182. That's what I'm talking Still about. Still listen to Blink-182. Yeah, uh, man. Blink's, Blink's awesome. You know. So. Yeah, funny so we story saw... about that. Oh, go ahead. Tell us. Oh, no. I've I've told this story before. Like, as a, you know, simple plan. As an angsty teenager, like, mad at my dad. We got a fight, and I printed off lyrics to a simple plan song, and them on my door for him to see and to this day he's always like link that lincoln park song and i was like it wasn't lincoln park <laughs> so well that's funny i like sticks yeah. too sticks is a good band yeah sticks and anyone good. who says they're not are just cynical assholes sticks and stones that's right i see we lost lance already huh yeah this show just up. got infinitely better <laughs> Yeah, dude, we saw Hawthorne Heights and Bayside and Census Fail. Uh, it was awesome. It was it was a great yeah, show. Zach Morris Haw- there and Kelly Kapowski. I don't think I get the joke. Bayside, Saved by the Bell. Oh, I'll just see Sorry. myself out here because I'm apparently a boomer <laughs> in this. I watched Saved by the Bell, but I don't remember anything from that really. Good God, Screech, you know, Dustin Diamond. See myself out, I guess. Dude, so Hawthorne Heights, though, they were cool. You mentioned the Simple Plan thing, and that's what made me think of Hawthorne Heights. <laughs> Kyle says garbage bands. Well, he's wrong. Um, <laughs> Hawthorne Heights, you know, they're, they're more of like a screamo band. And he got up there, and the first thing he said is, guys, I want you to go home tonight, and you can tell your parents. And I'm like, where are you going with this? We're all in our 30s. What are we going to tell our parents for? And he's like, tell all your parents that emo is not a phase. And I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> he just got up there and like it was just entertaining. It was funny, and uh, their music was great, super fun. Yeah, Kyle says exactly. Screamo garbage. Well, Kyle, you're just old and you don't have taste. I love Screamo, man. <laughs> so good. Yes, Screamo garbage. 
Aaron's mad because she's missing Maroon 5 tonight because she didn't want to go because of COVID. Yeah, I get it. The big uh, scary. You know, I, I will admit I'm pretty lax with COVID, but like, you know, I'm vaccinated. We went to this show, but I was like, holy crap, that was weird. Like going to the movie theaters, not that big a deal comparatively. But this was like, oh, wow, it's 2019 again. It feels like people were crowded in together. It was packed. There was definitely no social distancing, no limited capacity. It was just, uh, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. But like, even for me, who's pretty lax as, as it, in regards to COVID, I was like, wow, I'm a little, I might be a little uncomfortable here. She's just a little bit more cautious. Like she's vaccinated too, but she's just a little more cautious about it because she's pregnant. No, I get it. No, totally. she's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. So I get it. Totally valid point. Also, Aaron, I like you calling out your man in the chat here and saying, what? I can't right. listen when I'm in the car. She, she she can listen. She just shouldn't be in the chat because she's texting and driving. Then I I agree. That's fair. lawbreaker. Maybe it's red lighting. Maybe she's red light legal. God damn. Um, no, but but yeah. So otherwise, things for me have just been uh, business as usual. That's a lot of red lights on the freeway there, darling. <laughs> uh. Uh, I'm trying to wait for uh, for Lance to get back, but apparently oh, he no decided not to come back. That's well, all good. But. In the meantime, we can tell people that they should be hitting that like button. And if yes. you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening to us on podcast services, go to YouTube, give us a subscribe. We're trying to hit, try to hit a goal of a thousand subscribers by the end of the year. And uh, if you're not listening live, please come join us live. It's a good time. Friday night, 730 Mountain Standard Time. Yes, yes, and if you're listening to us right now and you need to dip out when we talk Titans or um, Doom Patrol or Venom, you can catch us on the replay on any of your podcasting uh, locations, iTunes, Stitcher, um, everywhere. Pretty much Amazon Music. Pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast, you can find us. So, Yes, sir. Well, I don't think Lance is showing up today, so I think we should just get into it. That's all right. Let's do it. We should just send it in a link to Kyle. There you go. <laughs> well, we'll get Aaron in here. Chat. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get into a little bit of geek news. What do we got? Well, what do what we, we got, got on the docket? We got something I'm real excited about. The Book, Book of Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah, man, it's officially got a release date, 12-29-2021. They said it was going to be coming in 2021, and no lies detected. No lies detected, but by the skin of their freaking teeth. But you know what? This is what I expected. I feel like they set the expectation of, like, Christmas of 2021 or something like that. So I was kind of expecting something like this. So, yeah, we're going to get our first episode of, of the, the Book of Boba Fett, a show that I never expected to get announced last year at the season finale of season finale of Mandalorian season two, but yeah, dude, I'm stoked about it. We have to wait until, you know, the very end of the year for it, but yeah, well, it's, it's just crazy. Cause it's been, it's been a bit of a, I, sh I shouldn't even say a drought year because in the past we didn't get star Wars every year. We didn't get constant star Wars stuff, but like Marvel has just been releasing so much content this year that it feels like Star Wars has been just kind of silent, um, even though they did have the Bad Batch. But uh, well, I mean, so, you had Mandalorian. Yeah, but, but that I was guess last that was year. Last year, yeah, yeah, man. It's 
it ended December, I think, of last year. So it's been it's been light. And as a Star Wars fan, I'm, I'm just stoked to see more. Uh, Stick Boy says Star Wars misses the holiday season buyer rush once again. That's true. Yeah, 2021, they've been keeping their Disney Plus subscriptions going with Marvel. Yeah. But next year, Star Wars is going to be lit again. I mean, we're going to get the first episode of this in 2021, but then every other episode of the show is going to be in 2022. I'm I'm as excited about this as as you are, because like, I love Mando. Mando is such a good show, and I've gotten so accustomed to like getting new Mando, and you're getting all these new characters that were in Rebels and and all that. I don't know if I'm right now is the right time to go back and revisit Boba Fett and and all that stuff. Like I feel like unless Mando season three is going to be hard hitting and it's going to be that palate, you know, this is that palate cleanser. But I'm not ready for. I'm not ready for all this this back. You know, I'm I want to see the new stuff. I don't really need to see Kenobi and you know him being a a creeper creeper staring Wait, at Luke from binoculars. On... Dude, Kenobi, I'm so excited for. Uh, and, and I don't stick... need to go back to the the Darth more Darth Vader stuff. I I want to move forward. I want to see you know Kanan. I want to see Thrawn. I want to see all this new content that Rebels and and Clone Wars introduced into this universe live in action. I don't, I don't want to go back to to you know my dad's Star Wars. You want your Star Wars, man. You want to move forward with all this new stuff. See, well, I don't that's what's interesting because to Boba me, Kenobi, Fett. Kenobi is my Star Wars. Boba Fett, I can argue that like that's you know a generation before me because I wasn't alive when the originals came out. But Obi Wan Kenobi, Ian yeah, McGregor, that prequels. was me. Like yeah, that's that's my era, and so I'm super down to see Ian McGregor take on the role again. So in that one in particular, but like the Andor series, I'm excited for that. That's supposed to be next year. We've got the Ahsoka series. I don't know when that's coming. I think that's probably that's what I'm super stoked for. Which one, Ren and Ahsoka? Ahsoka, yeah. Getting to get Thrawn and Sabine Wren, and you know more. Hopefully, Ezra more goodness, Kanan more goodness from. Rebels well, and Clone Wars and hopefully all that good stuff. Kanan's dead, so I don't know if we're going to get more from him. But I guess you can get Force yeah. Ghost or something. Also, it's you know, it's sci-fi fantasy. Anything could happen. You can bring I people back to, from the dead. I would love to have like a Old Republic series and just just see stuff that have only been touched on in books and not done on live action yet. Well, I agree. Like, if I could have my pick, I wouldn't have ever picked for a Boba Fett show. But for me, I'm just excited to see more Star Wars. If I could have my pick, I want Old Republic. That's all I want to see. Because we've never, that's like, we haven't explored that. Well, Mando too, but like, see, Mando's good because it's an era that we hadn't really explored. It's that between six and seven time period. Um, And and it's kind of fun to explore between three and four, but I, I feel like even that era has been explored a good amount already. That's why I wanted the Old Republic so bad. I'm like, can we just get an Old Republic stuff? Like, the game being remade is exciting. I would love to see, you know, whatever it whatever it can be. Which, I, I'm saying this, and I'm like, I have one of those High Republic books. I really need to read that. Because that's like, I think, 200 years before the original, uh, the prequels. So, yeah, like, there is content out there, but it's books. You know, it's, it's not the same thing as TV shows and movies. Yeah, I mean, I just... I'm so like they give you badass Luke Skywalker. Like you, you're used to seeing Luke like B 
being like this whiny little bitch. And then you get badass Luke Skywalker at the end of Mando season three or season two. And now you got to wait two years till Mando season three. Do we? I mean, badass Luke Skywalker. When when is season three coming out? I well, it's already been almost a year, right? So we're gonna get Book of Boba Fett on the 29th of December, the very end of 2021. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if they've started shooting the third season of Mando yet. I thought Mando season that's coming out. I thought Mando season three was supposed to be coming in early 2022. I was thinking these were like going to be back to back, but maybe I've heard that they're going to be back to back. But then I've also heard that. You're getting the book of Boba Fett, and then you're gonna get Mando in later next year. So mm-hmm. you're still got a good buffer of time before you get both shows. You know, so yeah, I just don't know. To me, Bo- I'm not a huge Boba Fett fan. Like I know a lot of people are, but Boba Fett is just like kind of whatever to me, and I don't need to see how he got out of the Sarlacc pit, and I don't need you know, to see Matt- all that stuff. I'm ready to just get into like. The good Star Wars. Stuff. It is refreshing to hear you say that, because every time I say I don't dislike Boba Fett, but I'm not hot on him, some Star Wars fan and it's like you know, if you say you don't believe in a Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell dies or a fairy dies. I feel like a Star Wars fan dies every time I say I don't love Boba Fett. He's not that interesting of a character. He's really not. I think that's a way that you can suss out like real Star Wars fans versus. People would just say they're Star Wars fans for the narrative because you can say, oh, well, you know, I like Boba Fett, but but if people are like, oh, man, how do you not like Boba Fett? I love Boba Fett. Blah, 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 blah. Then you're kind of like, all right, easy there, killer. Like, where are you coming from, you know? Yeah, I. it depends because, like, I've always been a Star Wars fan, but it was about 10 years ago at my prior job. My boss is a huge Star Wars fan, and his favorite character is Boba Fett. And I like my boss at that job definitely is a real Star Wars fan. And that's his favorite character. But like he got me into reading the books. And so I've read, you know, dozens of Star Wars books because of him. And like I went from Lord of the Rings being my favorite to like Lord of the Rings being my second favorite, but pretty far down from Star Wars. Like, so I don't know. I just, yeah. So Sticks is saying season three of Mando started filming this week. So early Christmas, early end of next year. I don't, I mean, not necessarily. Just because they're filming now doesn't mean it's going to be a year and a half or 15 months before we get it. I don't know. It is probably going to be a while, though. So maybe, I think it maybe, will because maybe it'll they be don't like to now. compete with Marvel stuff, it seems like. So like it looks like you're going to have that lull. You're going to get that, that lull of... Uh, so you're going to have Star Wars and... So you're going to have Hawkeye in November, which looks like that's going to bleed into Boba Fett in December. Which is probably going to bleed in, bleed into Miss Mar or to uh, Miss Marvel in J- January, February, and then and is it She Hulk next year and Moon Knight next year as well? Moon Knight, and so you're probably going to get a good stretch of Marvels and Bad Batch season two if they do that and wherever that goes. Like, has Bad Batch two season know. two been announced? Bad Batch two, Bad Batch two season two. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I, I need been. to pump up your mic, dude. You're very, very low. How's that? That's better, much better. Cool. Sorry, I had my settings for uh for recording music, so I was trying to figure that out earlier. But Stick Boy says, "Remember the Marvel series have been delayed and crammed into the schedule with their other series." Exactly. So yeah, all the 2020 stuff got moved to 2021. That's why it's been so jam packed this year. 
but I've loved it. I've loved that I constantly have something to watch. It's fun to look forward to new things. Like right now, Titans is exciting me. And so every Thursday, what do I have to, to watch? Titans. And I know we're going to talk about it later, but what if actually excited me this week? So I'm like, oh, cool. I'm looking forward Finally. to Wednesday. <laughs> Finally. It was yeah. Good. Yeah. Now I'm actually looking this. forward to a what if episode. It's a strange feeling. Right. Yeah, it is a little bit weird. Well, on on that note, should we move on to talk about something else? Kyle's calling you out. He wants to know, do you even know Spider-Man? He said, excuses, excuses, Lance. Oh, it was set to record music, blah, blah, blah. Do you even know Spider-Man? What is he talking about? Did I miss something? Uh, No, I have no idea what he's talking about either. (laughs) I know exactly. I know what he's talking about. He's talking about your Facebook post today about Venom, where you're like, "I know Spider-Man," and blah, blah, blah. this isn't. If if I had to say I knew any any superhero, Spider-Man would be the top of my list. You and like but, everybody else in the nerd fandom. But that that's just what I grew up on and stuff. So when I and we'll get into Venom, but sneak peek, it was awful. <laughs> Kyle <Kyle's> nailed it. <laughs> So, yeah, it came out today that uh, the blood feud between the Mouse House and Scarlett Johansson has come to an end, where they've come to an agreement on her lawsuit following uh, her suing them for a mass amount of money for Black Widow going to Disney+. Plus. Um, There's been no terms released on this agreement, but both sides have come out and said that they are... uh, they're happy that they can continue their working relationship and she's going to continue on and take up her role in the upcoming, I think it's haunted mansion, isn't it? Or I think they're making so. another haunted mansion. The Eddie Murphy remember one it's haunted mansion or tower. It Whoa. might be tower of tower. Terror. Of terror. I can't remember it's tower of, it's terror. tower of terror. That makes yeah. more. Yeah. That sounds, yeah, cool. which I didn't know she was going to be in that. And I'm just like, why? What, so. what I don't understand is why are they making a tower of terror movie? A couple years after they shut down that ride in Disneyland. Why are you flipping Seems off like, our audience? I'm not. It's two <laughs> it fingers. Looks like, it looks like it's just one. Yeah, it it's so still, hey man, this Disney World. Still, you, no. Tower of Terror is still good, running strong. The only World. reason it's still in Disney World is because Orlando has the rights on the East Coast for Marvel characters. Well, but Haunted Mansion, uh, Universal. So yeah, Universal does, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know. I so like we we spent entirely too long on this last time we talked about it, and we ruffled some feathers. At the end of the day, I'm glad that it seems like it's an Q-Anon, amicable. Q-Anon. Yeah, that was the QAnon thing that we <laughs> joke about. But Q-Anon. like at the end of the day, I'm just glad that um, it seems like we knew it was going to happen. I think everyone knew it was going to be settled out of court. Everyone knew. Well, what? They would what's come to fifty a million? What's fifty million to Disney? Right. Exactly. And so, Dropping you know, that's, that's only rumored, though. That's what the rumor is that she got was a $50 million agreement. But Kyle says she's burnt. Yep. <laughs> uh, so does that mean Lake Bell is not going to be voicing Black Widow in the next season of What If? Probably not. Because now Scarlet's back in the fold. Well, this all, Scarlet, like all of that stuff would have been recorded before this debacle. Scarlett yeah. Johansson could have easily done the voice. I just don't think. Oh, I know, but but who knows what the agreement was? Maybe it's maybe it's forty hey, we'll million, fifty money, or but... million. Either way, it's pocket change to Disney. They're just like, all right, which whatever. is why I'm surprised you know? they even like came out with that 
They came out yeah, with some heat like, too when they were like, we're in a pandemic, yeah. people She's are dying. How dare yeah. you complain about forty million dollars when people are dying of COVID? And it's just like, <clears> well, and on that episode, lost their job. Well, and on that episode where we talked about this, we kind of agreed with Disney, and then we recorded it, and I was like, uh, maybe that was not the right call. <laughs> well, I, I still do, agree I with Disney think... because at the end of the day, yeah. it's their movie; they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. If they want to take a steaming pile of shit on it and serve it on a plate, they can do that. Like they paid the money to make it. You know, I guess it just depends on, I guess, her contract, how she's going to get paid and all. But yeah, relatively at the end of the day, like she can they can do whatever they want with their movie. They wanted to go right to Disney Plus. They can do that. Like, see, I don't think they can, though. I think, I think they can. The it's just a matter of how she's going to get paid. If yeah. They're like, oh, well, we're going to give you this X amount. Of, we're going to give you what your contract states, but it's still going to go to Disney Plus. Who cares? And I think well, I mean, forward, I agree. If you're going to get paid what you were going to get paid, no matter what. Why do you I think care? moving forward, you have these this pretentious is be... directors that care, like Nolan and yeah, Del- Dennis well, Villeneuve. But moving well, forward, she, she was a producer on Black Widow, so it's it's a little. She's not just a straight performer; she was also a producer. Yeah, and so she gets kickbacks for how well it performs. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, let's be honest but, though. If go ahead, if this movie produces and look, Shang Chi is killing it in box office. Venom just broke the box office for the pan the pandemic numbers. If if this movie performed in the second week, does she go through with this lawsuit? Do we have this issue? Are we even talking about this? I don't think so. I think it's the fact that this movie died in week two because after the word got out about what it was, and everyone's like, okay, it doesn't offer anything new. That was that was the end of it. Wasn't that the same thing we got with Captain Marvel? Didn't offer anything new. I mean, I think Captain Marvel offered more new than Black I, I do too. Black. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It at least offered a new character. I mean, well, that's like so. Let me let's be real. Black Widow did offer like something cool. Florence Pugh as White Widow was pretty darn awesome, and and yeah. Red Guardian was really fun. Like, but overall, it was just kind of a dud. But we, I feel like we've talked ad nauseum about that already on the show. Yeah, let's move on. I'm down to talk about an actually <gasps> good what if. Oh, it was it was it, it wasn't just good. It was like really good. But then so we're going to get into spoilers on this, right? Yeah, sounds fine. Yeah, Man. so jump jump off. Just yeah, all yeah. I ask is because Stick Boy has already said it, make sure that when we go to Venom, we let people know we're going to do spoilers to give them time to check out. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go non-spoiler for the first little while. And then we'll, we'll, we'll give a spoiler warning when we start getting into, I don't think you can go non-spoiler stuff. in that movie. Cause it's fucking garbage. Anyways. <laughs> it's carnage. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let there be garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I think I've been higher on what if than either of you two, like, I think yeah. I've liked it more than you guys. But even I admit that it's been pretty hit and miss, a lot of the episodes. And the last two, I wasn't really into much at all. So it was pretty exciting to, to log into Disney Plus this week, watch this episode, and be like... All right, hold on, because Stick Boy just said this in the chat. I don't mean to kick you off. If you're listening on this playback, or in the chat right now, we are going to spoil What If. If you've not watched What If episode 8 yet, turn off now, come back in a little bit um, when we're done, but... Yeah, Harry it's Potter fights Ultron, <laughs> and Gandalf and Picard help save the day. You son of a bitch! 
so what here so here's the thing with these with these shows they're they're less than 30 minutes each of these episodes right it's hard to talk about these without spoiling it because what could you actually say oh yeah ultron does some cool shit and this guy does some cool shit and then that's the end it's hard it's hard to talk about these without spoiling them and venom is the same way i mean it's it's pretty short and you pretty much get everything out of the trailer so i mean except for a couple things but what if i i would have a i would have a hard time talking about this episode without spoiling it kyle says what if is garbage you're absolutely correct (laughs) not this week though well i mean not not this this week week... i do have to admit not this week this week the watcher finally did something other than being being uncle creepy instead of being a a peeping tom dude like yeah Yeah, that's literally and he's a badass and I like how the, I like how Ultron made the joke about that too, where it's like you're doing yeah. something other than watch. That's a little bit creepy in its own right, <laughs> like that you just watch people. So yeah, yeah, so like this one was cool, man. We had this post-apocalyptic world where Ultron. What was what was the what if? Was it just what if Ultron had won? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and so then we got to see him. It was a little weird to see him in the Vision suit, but but it makes sense because that's what his whole goal was in the original movie. Was to, to get, get into like the a, vision body, mm-hmm. but, but but like it was cool to see this post-apocalyptic world. All you have left is basically Natasha and Clint, and they're trying to save the world. Which it's funny that those are the only two left. The non-superpowered ones are the ones left. But I still thought it was kind of cool to to see Hawkeye's them a fucking quitter. That's all I'm gonna say. Clint Barton but is a quitter. Black Widow and Hawkeye were kind of badasses in the beginning of this episode, like more so than we've seen in anything else. I yeah, think. they were throughout throughout the episode. They were the but last like, standing. They were they were protectors of the free world. Like what it, world? There really wasn't much left. Yeah, but I mean, it it like all those things like the um uh oh what the fuck is his name um the Hydra guy what's his name. The Nazi robot doctor. Yeah, what's his? I can't remember his name, but like going and finding them, like none of none of that Zemo, stuff would have no, happened. Zemo. I can't remember. It's either. not Baron uh, Zemo, no. No, yeah, it's I, not Baron Zemo. No, I know, I know. I don't, I don't remember what his name is, but um, like they were kind of like they were so forgettable in all the Avengers movies that to kind of have them as the last two standing in this. Zola, kind of, Arnim yes. Zola, yeah. So to kind of have them, st- the last two standing in this was kind of cool. And then Hawkeye, uh, Clint having his uh, bionic arm or whatever you call it, a la Winter Soldier, that was kind of cool too. Yeah, that was cool. I forgot about that actually. Mm-hmm. My favorite part in this whole episode was when Thanos shows up and all <laughs> trying to like, bring this up. Boop! <laughs> Done. That's the reference. That's my name, right yeah. here. Why didn't he do that in Infinity War? <laughs> yeah. If all he had to do was kind of just, you know, Cyclops him, like what the? <laughs> Why didn't he? He could have just saved a whole lot of suffering just by doing that. Just slice and dice, baby. Slap it's chop true. it. <laughs> it's true, but instead he got his fucking shit pushed in. But what are you gonna do? What I like is that it kind of called back to the other episode. I think the three of us kind of enjoyed was the dark Doctor Strange episode, 
right? We all kind of like that. Like it was, I love like, that one. Gra- it wasn't groundbreaking, but it was, it was, as far as this show is concerned, it was a higher point. It gave you and more it, of a change as far as like the what if aspect of this show versus every other episode. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was multiverse shattering. That's what it was. I mean, Party Boy Thor. Are we, are we kidding? Oh, that was bad. Like, but what were you going to say? What were you saying, Lance? No, you pretty much covered it. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much to say about this show. It's like, who the fuck cares? It like, really what is it actually doing? Like, this episode was cool because you finally get to see, like, someone challenge the Watcher. You get to see the Watcher stand toe-to-toe with someone who's infinity stoned out and hold his own. And hold you their own. See him, you have to see him activate the Watcher armor. Like, you got, you're finally getting to see him get involved where he's kind of got to assemble his own team where you can imagine he's going to go and take the evil Doctor Strange and bring in Captain Carter and bring in Peter Parker and bring in Party Boy Thor and kind of reassemble this this team to fight Ultron from the different multiverses. I really don't need Party Boy Thor again. You're going to get him, though. Or friggin' uh, Jane Foster in an abusive relationship, essentially. Like, I just, I don't need any of that, dude. <laughs> you're gonna get it, and you're gonna like it. Uh, like it a lot. Yeah, it, it. I, I hope this next episode just ties up all those loose ends. I was reading an article the other day about how they were saying that these episodes were all planned to be longer, but the pandemic shortened them. That's why a lot of them are cliffhangers. And I'm like, mm. well, why did you? release it then because that zombie episode pissed me off it just ended like there was no resolution with zombie thanos yeah but we don't even get to see like they they end it on the coolest part of that whole show and we don't even that's get what to pissed see you the... off with that zombie episode the fact that these things are zombies and they're still able to control their tech and use their weapons oh. and do all that doesn't piss you off well, but it's, it's the see, fact that it ends on a cliffhanger it's a cartoon so i kind of let some of those things go okay <laughs> <laughs> it's right. a cartoon fair dude. enough like, <laughs> fair enough there's certain things there that, you know live action as, as opposed to cartoons there's certain things that you know can stretch the veil of reality a little bit but fair enough i don't know the zombie episode was the one i was looking forward to because i i remember reading uh the deadpool zombie comics where he goes and kills a bunch of people and stuff and I love those, and I was kind of hoping for something like that. Not Deadpool, but something along those same lines. You mean lines. like Marvel Zombies? Yeah. That you could go and download and read right now? Yeah, but it would have been cool to see it on the screen, like, you know, play out and stuff. I mean... You saw it. I saw a little, little piece of it. We gotta keep the... We gotta keep that stake ready for season two you know hope for season two i really hope is there like is it confirmed that there's a season two or is it just like there's gonna be there's too many loose ends even for marvel there's too many loose ends that they need to tie up that you're gonna get a season two i just can't imagine that they're getting the same kind of viewership numbers that they're getting from loki and i'm sure they're uh, not yeah, I I don't imagine they're getting the same viewership, but I'm sure it's popular. It's got you know, it's got Marvel attached to it. It's gonna be Yeah. It's yeah. gonna get those numbers. But but this episode is cool. I mean, we saw President Steve Rogers 
That was a fun yeah. little a glimpse. Little glimpse of that. We saw Which, Ultron dude, basically Steve, going around and destroying the multiverse. If Steve Rogers ran for president, I'd vote for him. For sure. He's a fictional character, Lance. Fictional Fuck character. You, Matt. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, a fictional character like that is better than the, all the hot garbage. Fictional character. So, I don't know. Oh, no. I was watching. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was about to say something political. I was about to talk about Jon Stewart's new show, and I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, let's not do that, QAnon. <laughs> all right. I forgot, forgot, forgot what show this was for a second. <laughs> yeah, this isn't Couch Crunchers. We don't this isn't Lance's Q Corner. Yeah. I'm watching John Stewart show and you pulled a QAnon card. This isn't the QAnon Crusaders, right? <laughs> he just he does. Dial also, it back you, there. Also, you said this isn't Couch Crunchers. I don't think we talked about politics like ever on <laughs> no, Couch we Crunchers. Very, we tried yeah. very hard to stay out of that controversial yeah. realm. Well, that's not that's not the point of this. We're here to we're here to just talk about dumb stuff. Yeah, what if was good. I, I say watch Doctor Strange, then watch this episode and throw the rest in the dumpster. <laughs> And then watch yeah, the it was episode. a it was definitely the the what if scenario I've been looking for this show. Um, this is definitely the most what if episode of what if we've gotten. I like that he challenged the Watcher. I like that the Watcher held his own. I like that the ramifications for the multiverse are ever growing, and you, he's got to assemble a team to try and prevent Ultron from wiping out the rest of the, the multiverse yeah. and. I like how, you know, in this episode, he went to planets that we haven't seen for a long time since probably Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. So, like, my only thing is, like, Ego is the living planet, man. Like, and he just wipes out Ego with, like, like nobody's business. Like, you think that they put up a little bit more of a fight. You think, like, the Nova Force could put up a little bit more of a fight. But, you know, because if, like, Robot arm Hawkeye and Black Widow are putting up this tremendous fight against all these Ultron robots. The the Nova Corps couldn't put up any kind of fight. Like I like how Miss Marvel wasn't even a match for him. And this is like the second time Miss Marvel's kind of been like this trump card for them. Like she just flies in and fights whoever like the, she the got big beat strong daddy is. Yeah. But which was which was nice because that's my one gripe with Captain Marvel is just doesn't seem like she has a weakness besides yeah. uh, a barber, you know. That stupid ass haircut. <laughs> that's the Karen. That's the Karen haircut. It is the Karen haircut. It's true. Uh, but the comic book character looks awesome with that haircut. It just doesn't translate as well to uh, Endgame. Uh, anyway well you know you know i said a few seconds ago you know throw the rest of them in the dumpster i did like the star lord episode but i liked it more less than what it gave me and more as like chadwick boseman's like last i think that's the one that starring. gets a pass from everyone because it's chadwick boseman in his last major marvel role it it gets the death pass and that's why everyone liked it so much if you go back and you watch it for what it is, it's not that great of an episode because it's not that much different. You're just swapping two people. That's it. No, it was yep. way more different. I, I, I think so. completely disagree with you. Thanos is a good guy. Well, like, okay, that part, yes. But like, I'm just saying, like, the overall story wasn't much different. Like, you could have done all that with Peter. It, 
the whole fact that T'Challa is there doesn't really make it change anything. Mm. Anywho, this episode was really it was entertaining, and the the watcher, like to see him scared, like you could see, oh wow, this is actually going to impact me. Now maybe I'll intervene. You know, mm-hmm. he's watched all these awful things happen and not done anything because that's his like one rule. But can you can you answer me this? Who who uh, does the watcher report to in the comics? Nobody. No one. Nobody. And this, I thought there was more than one watcher. I thought they were the. There watchers. are. There's multiple watchers. Yes. Okay. So they they're just their own thing. Wasn't there a rumor for a long time that Stan Lee was a watcher? That's one of the rumors. Yeah, that's one of the, the all of his cameos. He's he's considered a watcher. Yes. And then even I mean even what was it Guardians? He's sitting with all the watchers, sitting there yeah. telling them stories. Yeah. yeah. So I thought the, I thought Guardians of the Galaxy two basically confirmed it. Yeah. But that's that's one watcher gone. We can't lose another. <laughs> I've got a package here for Tony Stank. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give this one a thumbs up. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Thumbs up to I this agree. what if. I only took eight episodes, but finally. <laughs> And we only have one left. Now no, we got a two left. I think I give a thumbs up to like really? half of these. Yeah, I think there's two left. I think there's only one left. It's only nine episodes. Are you sure? Because I've I thought I saw two, two more. Thought it was ten episodes. That'd be cool. I don't know. Look, I might Dude, be wrong, but I thought what I, I love. I, I looked it up after this week. I'm pretty sure. How many episodes of What If Marvel? Let's see. Uh, so there's only eight, but that's how many there are. How many episodes of What If? Are there? Uh, my favorite part, dude, was the fight scene between Ultron and, and the Watcher, where it was it looked, yeah, nice. it looked so anime, dude. Like, like the Watcher looked like Goku, dude. Like he was putting these beams out of his hands and stuff. Like it looked straight from like an yeah. anime show. Speaking of anime, dude, Star Wars Visions is pretty legit. It's actually kind of cool. I haven't watched it. I, I watched like half of it this week. It's pretty cool. I didn't but, even understand what it was when I saw the picture of it. I was like, wait, what? I thought it was like behind the scenes of like how they came up with shit. Nah, it's just a bunch of like, cartoon. it's just a bunch of anime takes of Star Wars. I thought it was going to be terrible and I've actually really been enjoying it. So yeah, no, it is nine episodes. That's all we're going to get. Okay. So one more. Yeah. Should we move on to our next topic? Let's do it. Lead the way, Will, Matt. I don't know what this one is. Suicide Squad. Will Smith wants to play, take another shot at playing Deadshot in a sequel to the Su- James Gunn Suicide Squad movie. Um, he said he would come back and, and take another spin at Deadshot. I, are you guys for this against this? Do you want to see more Will Smith Deadshot? Yeah, I'm in. He was like one of the best things about the original movie. Yeah, I think there's but... too much confusion between Bloodsport and Deadshot now. Like, they're pretty much the same power, they're the same skill set. The Bloodsport was meant to replace Deadshot. Like, and I just yeah. don't see the two of them cohabitating in the same movie. Yeah. Like I just don't. Well, and I, have, I really you think of it. You're gonna have three people with the same power set. You're gonna have Peacemaker, Bloodsport, or Bloodshot, or whatever the fuck his name is, and Deadshot. Like Three super, three soldiers that are deadly accurate. Might as well just throw Connor Hawk in there, or Hawkeye, or uh, Green Arrow, and call it a day. Make everyone just 
massive marksman. Yeah. I don't know. I think Will, Will Smith's uh, ship has sailed. I do too. They wanted him. They wanted him for the second one, if I'm not mistaken, right? They wanted him uh, to reprise his role. I'm not sure, but went, I know he was one of the few things that people actually liked about the original. Him and Harley Quinn. That was what people used to Well, because said. he had a story. He had substance. He had, you felt for him because of his daughter. Like he had a, a reason. He had a means to an end. Mm-hmm. And not everyone else in that, that did. You know, just like Idris Elba. I mean, he was doing it all because yeah. of his daughter and all this right. other stuff. It is basically. I gotta admit though, he was not the my favorite part of that movie. Uh, Will Smith. My favorite part of that movie was Diablo. Yeah, I loved Diablo. And when they killed him, I was like, "What the? F- you just took my favorite part of this movie away. Now this movie sucks." <laughs> Diablo was cool. Diablo had a lot of heart. <laughs> like Cara Delevingne as the villain, like that was just awful she was so bad they like just they're just like tearing things away from you yep they said hey look at this character you really love that would have been like totally a good uh, story too they took a good yeah diablo was an interesting story but that was that's that's like king shark was one of everybody's favorite from this new movie (laughs) they would have killed if they would have killed king shark in the middle of the movie i would have shut it off dude he's blown like if you haven't watched in a comic book shop lately man he has blown the fuck up since this movie King Shark has blown up. He's everywhere. He's got his own He's solo awesome. series, comic book series now. Because <laughs> he was like, hilarious. He has blown up. But it, well, like, that's not usually how King Shark is from the other renditions I've seen of him. And so I love that James Gunn just is like, I'm gonna make this guy an absolute doofus. <laughs> and it was great. Well, I love him in the Harley Quinn cartoon. Uh, who who voices them? It's uh, it's not Lil Rev. Who it's um, I don't remember who it is. But well, you just every time me he opens, on that. every time he uh, is that out now? No, I just haven't watched season one or two yet. Oh yeah, I've watched. I've, I've watched only watched all. a part of season one. But he's he's like easily one of the funniest parts in the Harley Quinn cartoon series. So I I think he's just a likable character. It's, and he's um, completely different. Ron Funches. Oh yeah, dude. If you ever seen his like he has a really like sweet, like mild mannered he's a stand up comedian, but it's like sweet, mild mannered voice to him. And it, it's just how he says things, it's just so it's hilarious, dude. I love it. Ron Funges. But uh yeah, but, I'm uh, thumbs down for Will Smith coming back. I, I yeah, think that's I just too much. I don't think we need him to come back again. Nothing can, against him. You can want all you want. I just it just doesn't work. I think you leave all aspects of that previous Suicide Squad movie where it belonged, dead and buried and forgotten. Cause they don't they don't revisit really anything from the first one except Harley Quinn is back and Rick Flagg is boomerang. Back, right? boomerang. boomerang. Well, and he dies within the first like 20 seconds. Yeah. You know. So that yeah, I don't know. I I just think it's too many of the same character. Like Bloodsport was there to replace Deadshot. So mm-hmm. I mean, what do you do with both? What's next? Lance is like, I'm done, I'm done with this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> last Ronin number five. The uh, I talked about this last week while you guys weren't here. 
how Last Ronin has quickly become one of the best turtle stories around. It's extremely popular. If you're on the resale market, people are looking for these books like crazy. Um, but issue five has been delayed until late February of 2022. Um, there have been, for some reason, this book has been one that's been coming out quarterly, but it keeps getting pushed further and further and further. So because issue four just came out last week, issue five got pushed till 2022. So it's going to take an entire year. I want to say almost a year and a half for this, this book to finally, this story this the conclusion years in the making. Yes. This will be the final issue. This story that's been, well, it's probably been about a year, but a year for this story. That's five issues and that's been a a year, years in the making to, to finally come out. Is each issue like a rather large issue? Like more yeah, so. Yeah, they're than oversized a... issues. They're square bound issues. Um, it's kind of like a little uh a little trade each one. Um but it's like it, it, it this is like the epitome of like the hype coaster because everyone was talking all about it. You got the first issue, then you need to wait three months for the second one, and then four months for the third the you know, the third one, and then four months for the, the fourth one and now four months for the fifth one and so like it rises this, this wave of excitement like people were stoked about it got the first issue then it cooled off and then stoked cooled off stoked and cooled off so it's it's kind of hard to keep the hype train for this going mm -hmm. um but this book is is highly sought after the the series is highly sought after in the secondary market um people are looking to buy it like crazy but it's just sad that I've been loving it, but it's sad that we have to wait until next year till we get the, the conclusion to this story. So I can definitely understand that because that's kind of why I dropped off with Walking Dead because they'd only give you like a little snippet and then you'd have to wait forever for another installment. Yeah, like, and season 11 is going to be even worse with that, dude. They're well, doing eight episodes. Started. No, I know. I'm, I'm caught up yeah. so far, but I'm like, not. I'm like three or four episodes behind. I'm like I'm four seasons behind. You told me like a month ago you were caught up. I was. No, I like, was caught up. Lance, yeah. Oh, oh. Because I asked you. I was like, hey, I did. Yes, you did. I literally asked because I was like, hey, guys, what do you think about reviewing Dude. each episode as they come out? And you're like, yeah, I'm caught up. That's fine. I was caught Dude, up. And that was a long time off. ago. I haven't watched Walking Dead in, in a couple years. I fell off on season 11. Right. Like I've seen like. I love you, Lance. The first two or three episodes of season eleven, and then I kind of I kind of fell off of it, and yeah. I have to go back. Look, like, they're on my DVR. I just haven't really sat down and and committed the time to watch it. I get it. The well, last stuff because, like, like you mentioned, Lance, like, there's a long time between them, and now they're going to be doing eight episodes, and then taking like I think four or five months off, and then another eight episodes, and then like I'm pretty sure season eleven is going to lead until 2020, like three. Or at least uh, all of no, it definitely goes deep into 2022. And yeah. then they have the well, they're the doing Rick it in three and, parts of three yeah. parts of eight is what they're but, doing. Yeah, so. I don't like this. Like Netflix does that too. It's like season one, part one, season one, part two, and it's like, dude, if it's season one and you're issue, that's season one, and then call the next one season two. Like, don't put it's this break up the the monotony for the demand though, dude. Because just name people them are going to stream it all. People are going to sit there and stream it all. And then they're going to be like, well, when's the next season coming? And then you're like, oh, a year. Oh, unsubscribe. Yeah. 
no what i'm saying is like release them release them the way they're doing i just hate the part one part two like just call it season one and then season two not season one part one and then season one part two like that's just dumb because then i don't know like lucifer did that shit it's like lucifer was on for six seasons and it feels like it's been on for 12 you know what i mean because they they just release little snippets of it but the last the last thing i can remember from the walking dead as far as what i saw was when carl died that's how long it Jeez, you're really far behind dead. yeah yeah it was like around that time that carl died and and i saw a snippet of of the girl that carl liked her head on a pike but i didn't watch that episode i just saw that scene i'm I sorry if you guys are like behind and you just got crazy that was a long time ago point. I'm pretty problem sure with the I'm... way The Walking Dead is in the show, though, is like as a massive fan of the comics, someone who loves the comics, it's taken such a drastic turn. Like all the big players in the comics are dead in the show. Except, well, Rick, Rick isn't really dead, but he's not around. So he's gone. Carl's gone. Michonne's gone. Andrea's gone. Like all these big players all that the are there until the end yeah. are gone. So, like, mm-hmm. that was the big thing in the comic book is like, who killed Rick Grimes, you know, the, the death of Rick Grimes to end the series. Like, cause that's how the comic begins. You see Rick Grimes, Grimes die in issue 192. And then 193 is a jump into the future. And it's a final issue. Like this is the story of Rick Grimes and it ends with his death. So now you don't have that. Or well, there, there's supposed to be, be what two or three movies coming out. So do you think those yeah, are going to address it? that means he has to come back to the the governor he has to come back to the commonwealth and because he dies then in the commonwealth and he dies at the hands of the the president of the commonwealth's son and and like there's just all these key things that can't happen anymore because he's not part of the show so i'm i'm here to tell you spoiler alert you know i have a pretty good hunch that daryl dixon no, well, no, because he's gonna be. That's not even right. I was gonna say I think Daryl's gonna be the one that gets killed in, in the Commonwealth. But you're gonna have the Daryl and Carol show afterwards. You have all these spinoffs, and unless that's yeah, that take, I'm annoyed about. Like, can we? Just unless it's gonna take part in a certain period of time. It's like yeah, I'm not. Who's in this? Who is in? Who are we invested in? That's gonna take that death and Maggie? have it being as meaningful. Is Maggie gonna die at the end of all of this? Maybe. Maybe she's, maybe she's the one that dies, but it's like you know, I'm feeling I'm feeling my bro Negan. Most people Negan takes are, off. Like maybe Negan, in the comics, but in the com- well, yeah, in the comic well, he takes the last off, thing but... I read, and this may be a huge spoiler alert, but I read about it was Negan kind of left Maggie to die in some episode recently. Yeah, but so he now comes... he's a bad guy again. No, he's not. It's yeah, it's, yeah. You need to sorted that all out, but yeah. Missing context. The fact checkers have yeah. found. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm saying like, I don't know. I just read. <laughs> no, I know. That. I'm so I'm caught up on everything except for because they're they're doing this dumb thing now where they release it on AMC plus first and then you yeah. don't get it for a week on TV. So I'm caught up as far as you can be on TV, which is episode six, I think. Wait, they're releasing it on the streaming service and then a week later on TV. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. <clears throat> yeah. What? That's that their way of the pushing you to their slap streaming of the service. face. To the people that have been watching it on TV for all these years, like, oh, that that's the way they, the they want you to get that streaming service, man. Welcome back, Sticks Boy. 
We are talking about well, The Walking Dead, even though the picture is The Last Ronin. Should we get back to The Last Ronin? What else did you, did you have to say about this? That, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, you know, it's it just going to be, it got pushed to 2022. So it's taking over a year for this story to be told. Highly anticipated. And it kind of like, it kind of makes you lose interest. And then you're like, oh, hey, yeah. When they, you know, when you see it's coming back out. But like, I think this is a book that, like, I've been, if you, you guys probably don't pay attention to it, but I do. There's a huge debate going on on social media and on IG specifically about flipping comics and selling comic books and the secondary market. And I think like this is that this this is the kind of story that the secondary market benefits because people keep it alive and keep it in the forefront of your mind because they're selling this book because they're flipping this book and and things like that. Like it keeps you being like, oh yeah, I got to finish reading that or oh yeah, that new issue comes up. If you didn't have that secondary market, I think this is one of those stories that people will forget about and be like, "Oh yeah, only when it comes back out." And it it might affect the the telling of the story because it's been pretty good and it's been years in the making. And I'm ready for it to be done, but I don't know if I want to wait till 2022, man. Like this. Well, this I have all these break kills. I have all these. Like I they, these were next on my docket to read like i'm all caught up on the the trial of magneto and all that stuff i've been reading all those yeah see like i said stuff we do on here i'm just gonna wait until february and then i'll read them all like sick boy just said two years didn't part one come out in december 2020 before the lcs agree i couldn't remember if it was one year or two years i i believe you're right it is two years but i i couldn't recall if it was one year or two years because i remember talking about this like at the beginning of 2020 and now here we are going into 2022 and it's still not done yet. So yes, I believe you are right. Two years. Well, that's a, that's like a year and two months, a year and a half. Yeah. But by the time this is out, it's going to be two years, but, but well, it's still only like a year and two months, but it'll span three different. Calendar yeah. I want to take a moment before we, uh, before we move on to our next topic, I want to take a moment to shout out everyone who's new to our, our show or listening to us uh, coming over from whatnot. I've been, and selling comics on whatnot to kind of uh, pay off some medical bills and pay for the the coming the appearance of the the geek queen herself in in January. So been selling some stuff on whatnot, and we have names, but we're not going to name her until she's born. Um, but gotcha. uh, I can respect been selling that. some books on whatnot and sent some stickers and some flyers in in the package I sent out. So. Anybody who's checking us out from whatnot, welcome to the show. Hope you guys yeah, stick around you. and subscribe. And if you guys are on all socials, make sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Absolute Geek Podcast. Actually, Twitter is a geek podcast, but yeah, welcome to the welcome to the Absolute Geek Army. And uh we're glad to have you here. Sick boy city guy hits today. Good stuff. Nice. So that's all don't forget TikTok. Lance does some TikTok. Yes, we're on TikTok as well. Lance works hard on those TikToks. Yeah. I have fun with it. It's fun doing doing. He does good stuff on TikTok. So yeah, we're on all social media platforms. So check us out there. I just thought it would be a good time to to plug whatnot. So yeah, let's talk Titans, man. Um, yeah, man. I'll let you guys start because I I feel like I usually like barrel rush every time we switch a slide. It's funny. Um, I do, oh. I feel like I feel like I do the same thing, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and barrel rush this time. Yeah, I love this it. episode. I thought it was, I thought it was great. Um, you know, there were, there were returns of characters that I've been wanting to see forever. 
Um, the storyline seemed to progress a little bit more. I am convinced now that we're not getting two story arcs in this season. We are just going to get the Red Hood Scarecrow stuff. That's the story arc. Because uh, now at this point, we're 10 episodes into a 15-episode season. I, I think it'd be weird to wrap something and start something new now. Um, but, you know, I I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. What did you think of it, Matt? Uh, I liked it a lot, man. I mean, you, I like the depth we're getting in with Jason now and the Red Hood stuff. And you're seeing how conflicted he is between his family and Crane and kind of what's going on. I liked the... I'm liking the callback to what Batman begins where they poison Gotham's water supply with the hallucination yeah. serum. And uh, I'm kind of liking all of it, man. And it's, you know, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when we see Tim Drake in the Robin costume and yeah, I was surprised they didn't show him because he came back. He was supposed to have come back to life. But yeah. We I didn't seen necessarily need I to think see two be a weeks big in a row of, of Donna, Donna having an afterlife fight. I actually really loved last week's episode. Like I said, you guys weren't here, but like I said, last week's episode was like the perfect culmination of a comic book show because it was like watching a comic play out on the screen, the way they handled death. Like they even handled death and resurrection very much like a comic book. I at, Last week's episode might have been my favorite of the entire series. Yeah. Like I loved oh, so it good. so much, but I loved it and hated it. Said, yeah, they kind of they kind of pulled the rug out from under me because this whole time you're watching this show and you're thinking, "Oh, we're gonna get Hawk, we're gonna get Hawk back," mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they said, Fuck "But they you. gave him such a happy ending, though." You <laughs> they know? did. They put him with the original Dove, but now where does that leave Dove in the real world? You know, what out I mean? in the wind. Yeah, but. Which I'm not who okay with see more mink. Yeah, he doesn't okay want to see more it. Minka Kelly. But, <laughs> but uh, I liked, yeah, I liked all that. I liked the the questionable double cross by GCPD on Oof. Nightwing and the crew. Yeah, dude, that that actor came on screen and I was like, he's acting like a good guy. That's weird. This guy's always a bad guy. I can't pinpoint what else he's in, but I see him and I'm like, he's a bad guy. He's always a bad guy. And of course, and now you got he turned out Barbara, to be a dirty cop. Yeah, yeah, Barbara's shooting a cop and her being arrested and you kind of you kind of see the titans in in a little bit of disarray and turmoil and i thought her getting arrested was weird because she told the guys to stand down they didn't and then she opened fire yeah it seemed like she was justified but i don't know maybe i missed something but i like the i need to watch it again because i feel like i didn't get as much out of it as you guys did i like when they fire when they shoot black fire and superboy kind of goes evil a little bit and starts going crazy his eyes go red and he starts going crazy and like them tranking beast boy and raven finding him and yeah that was awesome raven's finally back or the starfire starfire lost her powers yeah blackfire taking starfire's pirate powers do you think blackfire did it on purpose yeah absolutely you think she did you think she is an evil she is evil Uh, blackfire is evil she is just buying her time so she i love the end with donna troy she didn't have her powers, so she just regained her powers now. So, by taking Starfire, by taking Corey's. The stuff with Donna Troy at the end where she's trying to come in the city and she, like, bends totally the guns just, and stuff. Yeah, it's bad. Something seems very off awesome. about her to me, though. Well, does so the way she was brought back, 
Do you think it has the same effects as like the Lazarus pit? Because doesn't the Lazarus pit every time you use it kind of make you a little crazy? Yeah. There's always it, whenever you use the Lazarus pit, there's always some a piece of you left behind. Yeah, so. but do you think that this is the, the the way she was brought back is kind of would have a similar effect? I, I don't know. It don't kind know. of I feels that it. way, but maybe not. I'm not getting that vibe, but maybe I'm just not as perceptive as you, Matt. I I think she seems fairly similar to what I'm used to. But maybe I'm just also so like freaking stricken with how pretty she is that I just don't even pay she attention is, to her. Oh my gosh, oh my dude. <laughs> Stick Boy says, I started Titans this week, still on episode one, but I'm interested so far. Episode one of season one? Because, good man, you got a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a, there's a lot of shit in there. Just to... Season one and two were kind of like, okay, this is this is a show. It's not until like season three that this show has really picked up. Because I remember that you've always had that debate of people saying, well, Doom Patrol is way better than Titans. Doom Patrol is way better than Titans. But like season three of Titans Red has really solidified this show, and yeah, I don't think Doom Patrol is better than Titans. It's interesting because I, I, um, this Thursday, I woke up, and I'm like, which show am I going to watch? And I wanted to watch Titans more than Doom Patrol. I still haven't finished the fourth episode of Doom Patrol. I'm, I'm really into it. And and a year ago, I would have told you Doom Patrol was my preferred show of the two. That's how I am too, man. Like I. Wednesday, I wake up. I I don't start work till seven thirty, so I usually wake up about six. I like to have a little bit of time to like get acclimated and wake up and have breakfast. So like, I'll wake up and I'll watch. Like Wednesday, I'm watching What If, and first thing in the morning. Thursday, it's Titans and then Doom Patrol, and then Friday it's Ted Lasso. So well, I watched Ted Lasso at one thirty this morning, dude. I, like I couldn't wait. <laughs> like. Because last week's episode was so fucking good, and this week's episode was just even better. <laughs> like, uh, fuck, I'm not gonna ruin it for anyone I haven't seen. It. I'm gonna say, it's oh yeah, me. it just came Death out. Character. We'll spoil it. We'll give it a couple weeks after the whole thing ends, and we'll just spend like five, ten minutes on it. <laughs> fuck me, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, bastard. I was in his corner too, and I was he fucked for over two people time. in that show. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he did. Motherfucker. Um, <laughs> so um yeah i i still i still like doom patrol because doom patrol has titans is very like cut and dry right it it's it is what you get like there's no like uh i don't know it's it's just like a, another superhero show like there's there's not really that element of like what the fuck is going on right like doom patrol the shit they cook up is just bonkers. Like well, that's the whole thing about Doom Patrol. It's supposed to be bonkers, but and I love that. I prefer that. Like it just every time you you watch it, you're like, what the? F-? Like, how much acid did you have to do to think of where butts? Like how much? <laughs> how much did you have to? How much? Yeah. How many drugs did you did you ingest to think of werewolf butts like that? <laughs> or fucking sex ghosts sex ghosts that make another appearance in oh, this latest episode. yeah they've made a, an appearance like nearly every episode this season. yeah and what was their safe word that was pretty funny uh, all of up. them turn up all of them have a safe word of turn up <laughs> yeah it's awesome um uh, 
No, but Titans, I mean, I like it. I like this season better than I did the first two. I mean, there and there were some bright spots from the first two seasons, but the, so far this season has been pretty good from front to back. The reason I watched this one first is because my wife actually enjoys Doom Patrol and I can't watch it without her. So this one, my wife has said, no, I'm not into that. Because this feels like just an edgier CW show to me. See, that's how that's how Aaron is. Aaron's constantly like, I want a show we can watch together. I want a show we can watch together. And but like I'm so invested in all this stuff, and she's so far behind that like I'm like, I can't wait. Like, do you understand that I do a podcast every Friday where I talk about this shit? <laughs> do you understand that I'm I'm friends with a bunch of dudes that the minute something's over, they're asking, Oh shit, have you seen this? That they're gonna spoil it. So I have to watch it as it comes. So either you need to catch up and get on my level quick, or you just need to let this ship sail and find something else. And like I'm having you fun guys should rewatching watch Night Mass together. I don't know. It's, isn't that scary? Dude, yeah, is she not into that? No, like, yeah, no. I'll like, think I've got to watch I'll think of some that I watched of, with my wife. Like, Go we ahead. watched all of, uh, like I said, that that movie, uh, Clickbait, or that show Clickbait. She was the one that recommended it, and I was kind of like. I don't really want to watch it. And then she got me into it. And by like the third episode, I was hooked and we were sitting there talking about like, you know, different, different ideas. Commenting different ways, right now. Yeah. Different <laughs> ways. The show is going. And like, she, she got me in that. What's up stumbling Jedi. Welcome in buddy. She got me into Linda, that show. Linda, and, listen, Linda. I know. I know. I see. Like, <laughs> she doesn't have the kind of time to watch TV. Like I know, but I'm getting into getting her into watching Ted Lasso and like, She's she seems to be enjoying that. Like the other night, we watched like four episodes of it together, and I fell asleep on the couch, and she was still watching it. But it's it's rough. But yeah, no, I mean Ted Lasso was over, and I think I, you and I like texted each other first thing in the morning, and we had to yeah. like bite our tongue because Max hadn't seen it yet, which Max yeah. needs to get on our level for sure. He's got like a job, Ted man. Lasso. Like he <laughs> said, so I got a job, man. Will not stop me from watching Ted Lasso. It's on. I also watch it with my wife. And so oh, you got to yeah. find I don't... That, like the two of us can watch well, it Well, that's together. my same thing with Doom Patrol. I had to, yeah. I had to, I had to quickly consume three and four tonight um, before the show. Like I finished 20 minutes before the show started. But like you those know. shows, like I watch like, like Dave and what we do in the shadows and stuff. She's just like, what is this stupid shit? Like you watch some of the stupidest shows. My wife is, I started watching Dave with my wife after episode two. She's like, yeah, this is one you can watch by yourself. (laughs) You're like, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Well, it's the same thing with letter. Like it's very similar, like kind of humor. Like if you, if you like letter Kenny, you'll like Dave. I love it. Like in my opinion, that's good to know. Cause I love letter Kenny. Dave is more raunchier than Letty Letter Kenny for sure, yes. but but uh, he, he's it's just so good, dude. I mean, he's a rapper that's named Little Dicky. Like, if that's any indication of what the show is like, <laughs> and he's actually even, like he was a rapper first named yeah. Little Dicky. I love his music, man. I love his his raps and stuff. And I've been listening to him for years, dude. Like, not not like not like actively listen to him but he's been on like the radar yeah for a few for a few years now i, I want to say at least a decade or more yeah it's been a while yeah like i remember hearing about him like did you see this idiot that's on <laughs> on the internet um it's about time he's getting some recognition but uh yeah 
I'll think of some shows that my wife and I watch that we really enjoy that maybe you and Aaron would watch. But you're, she's not into the horror. No. You need to watch Midnight Mass then by yourself. It's good, dude. Yeah. Eh. We'll see. It, well, did you like Haunting of Hill House? Never watched it. Oh, bro. Skip Bly Manor, watch Haunting of Hill House, and watch. Listen, I got Tiger King Season 2 coming up, right? That's the only thing that's on my radar right now. That's yeah, all I care about. Can we? Good. What's up, Max? I just want to talk about the fact that Lance put together these fun little comic book covers, and I just read the, the ones he made. They're supposed to be like magazines. Cosmos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. But the one he put together for you, Matt, is hilarious. It's got a picture of Matt your man happy. And coming back for more with Matt from the Absolute Geek Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will satisfy your man. Wait, what? <laughs> the makeup tutorials. I, I thought of that because I was looking at Cosmo covers to try to get ideas for this. And I and I took some of their most ridiculous things and like just kind of warped them to, to work for us. But the makeup tutorials, I thought of that one after I, I was looking for a picture of you. And I saw the penguin picture of you. Oh, you should have done that one. Well, that I only fantastic. used that one. I tried to use ones that I knew that all you got that you two were okay with. And I used the one that you use for basically everything <laughs> yeah. on our show. But uh, I didn't want to put up anything there that was going to be like, why the fuck did you use that? Yeah. See, Aaron, any suggestion? He's like, meh. <laughs> I know. Although Matt suggests something to me, I'm like, oh, I got to go watch that right now. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like. You got me in a letter, Kenny. Yeah. I, I, but I like that weird, like, twisted show. You and I are like, very similar in that regard. I need to watch what we do in the shadows. Like, like I don't, I'm not a big horror. Like, I, I like horror as much as the next guy. I respect it. But, like, horror is one genre where I'm like, if I come across it, I come across it. It's not like something i have to run out to watch you know like so i actively avoid it yeah see i love i love horror in general but i get really bored with like the very stereotypical stuff you know like it chapter two which i was so hyped up about was just awful um yeah because it's just stereotypical mike flanagan that did the did the three shows i was talking about and bly manor is a bit of a dud but the haunting of hill house and um and this latest one, Midnight Mass, they're just very clever. Like they're very cerebral almost. You know what I mean? Like, like you have to actually think about what what he's putting forward. And that's what I like about it, is that there is the horror element, but it's there's more of a of a thought process that's go, that goes behind it instead of like cheap scare tactics. That's I'll just have to check it shows. out because like I like horror, like I like suspense shows, shows that keep me guessing shows that allow me to deduce my own theories and then watch them play out whether i'm right or wrong and midnight mass like, is that show i don't like stuff that i can easily be like well this is what's gonna happen yep call that so like black mirror i love black mirror like i didn't think i was gonna like that clickbait show but after you get into it and you're kind of like trying to deduce what's going on and who did what and who's guilty and who's not it's like all right you're getting into it because you're you're able to interact with the show so therefore it, it allows you another level of viewing pleasure 
kind of like uh that documentary don't fuck with cats on the internet like dude that documentary was awesome (laughs) and just like piles and piles and piles on things and like you're able to interact with it you're able to get invested you're able to get involved and and get that extra level of viewing and that extra level of you know just uh, succumbing to it almost that you know sensory overload that extra level there that you don't get from some of this other stuff so I, after you're saying that, I really think you will like Midnight Mass and Haunting of Hill House I'll have to because check those it out. are those I'll kind of those shows. Like if you can get past the horror element, these are very cerebral shows. It's probably gonna be I something mean, that I'll come back to in a couple of weeks when, like, because Ted Lasso's ending next week, What If's ending, Titans is probably gonna be. We have a lull. So yeah, once we, we hit that wall, when I'll, I'll go. See, Aaron's making fun of me because I watch Jersey Shore. There's something about trash. Okay. You deserve to be TV. made fun of. No, no, listen. Yeah. There's something about trashy reality. Hold on, TV. I'm a, I'm an admin. Let's boot him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> retribution! <laughs> I deserve it. But there's something about trashy reality TV, and like when I was going, like I used to watch this show with my ex-wife, and I was going through my divorce. Like it was something that like I watched to escape, and it's something that's just kind of stuck with me. Like it's there's just something like it's a little bit of a comfort thing for me. So I. I do watch trashy reality TV like that, and she makes fun of me for it. But I'll, Aaron, I'll admit it. Aaron supports our booting. She does. Program. She lets me know. <laughs> like no, I put I, it. That, I can't get into reality. Like I watch documentaries. I love documentaries. There's one about the crazy Christian lady that's on HBO Max that just came out that I'm excited to watch. I love documentaries, so that's about as far as I'll go into reality TV kardashians and jersey shore like i don't I, watch kardashians like jersey shore well, like i put those all in the same boat dude like yeah no they're just very unrealistic type of people right like that, that that's what those the vander hills or whatever their name is i don't know what their name yeah, is i don't want see jersey shore is the only show like that that and and alaskan bush people are like the only like reality tv shows i watch but the, these are people that just seem so like I understand they're real people, but it is kind of scripted. But they I live mean, fantastical lives. Like right. Dunk Dynasty. I watched that. I thought it was funny. <sighs> but that's like rich hillbillies. That's not the standard for hillbillies. So they were showing I watched I watched Dunk da- Dynasty to see what um the guy that always drank the tea to see what he would say next because that guy was oh, just like sigh? a meme. Yeah. Yeah. That hilarious. guy was just a meme all the time. <laughs> but it was more like clips, like I don't know. I just feel but, dumber when I watch like every shows. episode of that show. I've it's loved. one of those shows that I feel like I, you, I grew up with these people because I watched it from season one with my ex to, to now. So it's like it was that constant void filler for me. And it was something that it's still around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jersey Shore is. Yeah. They have Jersey Shore family vacation now. With all the same people. Yeah. Mm hmm. I thought they all hated each other. (laughs) Stumbling Jedi says they like to preach Jesus on Duck Dynasty. Yes, they do. They did, yeah. Uh, It hasn't hasn't been on the air for a long time, but yeah, they did. But they they got out of all um, sorts of shenanigans. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I can't do the reality TV. I'm trying to... My wife was watching one. I can't even think of... Oh, it was like Sister Wives or something like that about the Mm -hmm. polygamist. It was like a reality show. And I walk in and I see five or ten minutes of this. I was like, I feel dumb just being in this room right now. Like the, the stuff that people are saying, 
like no human being can actually think that this stuff is real <laughs> like i don't know i just can't get into it but more power to you dude like if that's your thing there's we all have that, that like, one deep little secret about us like that's even like the last thing i think that people that have been listening to this show for six seven plus years get to yeah. know about me is that i like i secretly like trashy reality tv specifically jersey shore that's it that's all that's all i'll go i don't go to kardashians or or anything like that that and alaskan bush people. isn't there but like I, bama shore or something like that florida bama shore yeah florida bama shore mm-hmm. but i like i like documentaries too so like i watch like there's a good documentary about db cooper on hbo max i like like watching like my 600 pound life and and shows like that like yeah my 600 pound life is an interesting one that one reminds me of uh remember mtv true life it's a kind of the same show right <laughs> Some mother, motherfucker dude i can't wait for this to come up <laughs> what are you talking about this comment that stumbling jedi just made that for some reason isn't showing up in Streamyard, but he said, uh, my little secret is that I pee through my butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. No, they did not interview Loki on that DB Cooper show. They should have. Huh? I I loved that in um that was in the Loki show, right? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. it was DB Cooper. Oh man, I cracked up when I saw that because he does look like the sketches. Mm-hmm from that uh there's a good one on hbo max about the um it's the cult of uh oh what's yeah, the, the chick from, the Small- from smallville yeah Next- or something like that that's a good mm-hmm. one and then there's another one about uh like this christian cult that was really good oh, hbo a- max has some really good documentaries there's a good one about the uh, mcdonald's monopoly game yeah i watched that one about how there was people stealing pieces and like Mm -hmm. yeah i watched that one because i watched uh the founder you know that that movie with um such it's a very good movie yeah so i watched the founder and then the mcdonald's game one came out a little while after that and it piqued my interest because of that founder movie have you seen that one max the founder no i've heard i've heard it's good but i have not about the dude surprisingly good it's 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 a movie that you watch that you're like this is gonna suck it's about fucking mcdonald's like it has to suck and it's very good (laughs) like and that guy is a scumbag yeah because the the seedy underhandedness of it yeah the founder is the greatest book known to man stumbling jedi says oh it's based on a book but what do we got next max that's what yes, we are at that time. Sad to say, it is October first, so we are in the starting to kick the off last the last quarter season. Uh, so periodically through the the next couple months, through at least Thanksgiving, I think we're gonna run down some lists of holiday ideas for that geek in your life. Uh, maybe it's a, a son, a daughter. A cousin, an uncle, somebody you got to buy a geek gift for. We're going to run down some ideas for you for for geeks. And I've had a lot of conversation and getting ready to be a dad myself. And Max and Lance are dead parents. And people are always talking about how, you know, this show helps them connect to their kids and their toys. I figured we'd kick it off by uh, talking about some of the hottest toys ideas for 2021. Can I Can I ask for a sneak peek? Is there a Wi-Fi router for Lance? 
on no there's not is okay. it fucking up still yeah you've been blurry for the last like, i don't think minutes. it's my router dude i think it's my wi-fi card in my laptop i'm about it i'm pretty confident it is so too. i know i looked through like walmart's list um all these all these lists of the top toys for the holiday season for for this stuff um that one even has the van in it. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. So the first one we got here is the Lego Marvel's Avengers Endgame Final Battle playset. It's going to run you about $69.97, but it, it definitely can appease the Avengers fan or Marvel fan, young fan, or even old fan, because I know there's a lot of older Lego collectors out there in your life. I may or may not be looking for one of these on the store shelves this weekend if I go to the store, but, you know, it, it's just an idea for for one of the Lego kill two birds with one stone. If you're a Marvel fan and a Lego fan, that's a perfect Lego Lego set to go after. There, it's the Lego Marvel Avengers Endgame Final Battle, due for 2021 Christmas season, $69.97. That's that's really cool. Can I ask a question? When the hell did Legos get so expensive? I was looking at the Harry Potter ones. They had one that was like 150 bucks. Wait until you see the Guardians of the Galaxy one that's coming up. Oh my gosh, dude. So uh, the know. next one idea we have is uh, the Marvel Spider-Man Super Web Slinging Web Shooters running about 1987, 20 bucks. It's that same thing it's been doing. It's a little can of silly string that shoots out with the Spider-Man glove. My Get son has the, this. The young Marvel Spider-Man fan in your life at your local Walmart this holiday season. Black Friday's coming for quicker than you think, boys. When you buy this, make sure they don't spray it on your walls in the house yes it will peel off the paint <laughs> go Oof. ahead next lane or max we have our star wars galactic snacking grogu that's right it is a grogu that eats frogs or whatever kind of eggs you wanted to eat frog people eggs 79.99 79 bucks i don't know if i'd spend that much on a grogu that's a lot man we I have a grogu say, doll, that mouth but... looks fucking creepy his yeah, mouth I'm, looks creepy as hell. There's way too it. many teeth right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not into that. But like a good Grogu doll, like, well, you know, it's like a stuffed animal version that was given to my son for his birthday. And that thing's great. That, that one's fine. But yeah, I don't yeah, know that I need that. Nearly $80. I don't know if it was you or if it was my brother. I can't remember. We bought him something. No, you Star got Wars. No, you got him Babu Frick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this one was for my brother. Um, my two year my Taylor wants a, a Grogu doll. They named one of our tortoises that we got Grogu or Baby Yoda, but I keep calling it Grogu. <laughs> uh, we got next for the dinosaur fan in your, your household, we got the Jurassic World Legacy Collection Tyrannosaurus Rex Escape Pack. Um, with the Humvee. If only it came with a miniature um Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Thank you. I was going to say, a, I don't a know how we were, we were on the same, yeah, the same <laughs> level, dude. Like, but Fully every, came with a every Jeff toy set Goldblum should come or... with a miniature Jeff Goldblum. Exactly. Like that's a, that's a show I'm excited for. Jeff Goldblum, the Jeff Goldblum show. Like, I, oh, is that, is that coming, coming back? back? Yep. For a second season. Yep. Nice. It's the first season. Was so fun. Uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. a, I think it should be soon. But, dude, uh, his, yes, the one he did on jeans, I was fascinated. Right, <laughs> like he did the and one sneakers, on jeans. Sneakers is good too. Yeah, yeah, man. All um, the shit they thought of doing. 
Ice cream, I think, and yeah. get it for the dinosaur fan and your little dinosaur fan in your your house's holiday season. So is yeah, this, this kind of cool. a Jurassic World spoiler? They bring back the old Jeeps? No, I just think they're re-releasing the uh the like Classics. legacy collection, yeah. Yeah, and they probably name it Jurassic World because that's like the new branding. The Lego Marvel's oh, Guardians of the shit. Galaxy ship battleship build kit. That is bad. That's cool That's the Milano, right? You're getting yeah. to build you have Star Lord's ship, and it comes with all the little Guardians of the Galaxy, including Thor. Legos. Cool. So it's the Asgardians um, of the Galaxy. Yep. <laughs> so you get Star Lord and Thor, Nebula, um, Groot, Rocket, Groot, Rocket. Yeah. I don't see Drax in this picture, but get that for your. Uh, he's your right there. Guardians is he in the back the on the Galaxy. right? Yeah, he's right uh, there. He just no Gamora though. Like I think this. I think Max Bender was showing me this because he got it for his kid, and he he was like, "My kid, my kid could give a fuck all about Star Wars, but he's all about this." And he sent me this, and I was like, "Holy shit, man! Like, that's some fucking dedication right there to build it's that." And then two thousand pieces. Yeah, I that's saw it as the like on the this year's hot Christmas list, and I was like, "Good God! Like, who's who's really buying that for their kids to destroy?" You spend a lot all of your people. time putting that together, oh, and yeah, dude. your kid drops it, and the shit splatters. I'm like, fuck. It's yeah, this like kind Ned. of stuff is like, you're not playing with it. You're putting like it together Ned and, and uh, displaying it. Spider-Man Homecoming, when he's got the Lego Death Star, and he drops it, and it like, explodes everywhere. It's like, fuck. Did you watch that one of, um, I forget what late night show it is, but someone hands uh, Harrison Ford a Millennium Falcon Lego set, and he drops it? No. It's it's real, like it's it's Ugh. a late night show, and they're like, I was wondering if you'd sign my Lego Millennium Falcon. It was huge, like it was probably two and a half feet long, and he gets it and drops it, dude. I don't know if it was staged or not, but it was like some talk show or something like that. Like it was probably staged then. Aaron just says the family and Annie Ford buy so many big Lego sets for their kids. I won't do it Annie, anymore, makes dude. Sense. We spent a hundred bucks on the, it was like a Batman Batcave. Like it was all these, it was like this huge set. And I sat there and I put the whole thing together and I glued every piece together so it would stay together. Cause he just likes the guys and he likes to, you know, it's almost like a dollhouse for boys, but he immediately just started like peeling the pieces off. I super glued these things and he immediately started peeling the pieces off. And I said, that was a waste of a hundred bucks. It's fucking expensive. I guess that's one thing I can hopefully look forward to having a girl is that I'm never going to step on Legos, but I'm sure I will. Well, yeah. She might like Legos. You never know. Guess depends what you buy for your kid. That and looks the fun. last, the last on the list is the Spider-Man Spidey and his amazing friends web quarters playset. Effort, dude. My kid is too young for like all these toys you're showing, but you're making me realize that a few years from now, Christmas is going to be expensive. Yes. Oh, dude. Not, all of this is expensive. This man, and do you have him? He's not watching the Spiding and the Spidey and his amazing friends on Disney Plus. He's too little for that, I think. Still, not yet. no way. That's like that's like Paw Patrol stuff right there, man. Like this is yeah, targeted our, towards little kids. Our two, our two kids. Like my my daughter's just now getting into like Coco Melon stuff, which is like very basic. Like that's even more basic than Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol is like for my two year old. Yeah, he'll. I mean, if I put it on, he would watch it. He just wouldn't understand what was going on. But 
He'd I mean, still probably watch it. Watching Lord of the Rings with you and Star exactly. Wars and stuff. Like, no, I, I have no problem putting it on for him. I just haven't. We do a lot um, of. Uh, oh man, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, it's it's like a cocoa melon. Peppa Pig has been playing in my house. Is. Peppa Pig has been in my house like for the last two months. I just turned on the TV today and I saw that they have a fucking Thomas the Tank Engine like cartoon now where it's more geared towards really little kids. Yeah, we watched that one. I hated it. That was not... Uh... <laughs> Aaron says, Coco Melon is the definition of insanity. I'm glad I don't know what the hell Coco Melon is. Oh, you will. <laughs> you don't have to. You will. <laughs> Stick Boy says, Coco Melon, isn't that a mixed drink? What the hell are you getting your kids into? <laughs> so, Coco Melon is essentially just, it's on Netflix and it's, each episode is a bunch of just like nursery uh, songs like Mary had a little lamb and stuff with like cartoon characters. Yeah, that's what little baby out. bum is. That's the one that we watch. Yeah, Coco I don't mind Melon. little baby bum. Nope. Uh, last voice. last Christmas, the the little the doll from Coco Melon, um, his name is uh, JJ, was sold out everywhere. Like we could not find it. We finally found one, and we paid an extra like thirty bucks for it to get it for my daughter. Um, I'm doing it, boys. My daughter will watch the '80s Team and T classics, the real Ghostbusters. Oh, you think? I thought the same thing. But when they're screaming their when they're screaming their head off, you will go for anything. Nah. <laughs> oh, absolutely, dude. I agree. <laughs> Little baby bomb is like the is the pacifier for this kiddo. Like you're in a bad mood. Dude, boom. I tried <laughs> to get my kids into the real Ghostbusters, uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We watched Mad Max. We've watched. All of them, all these shows that I watched when I was a kid, Transformers, all of them, they could give a fuck about any of them, dude. Like they want the new age Pokemon. They don't even like the old Pokemon. They want the new Pokemon. The only one that I could get them into that I watched when I was a kid was the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's the only one. Nice. I don't ever have to worry about my kid watching SpongeBob because Aaron's completely against that. So one of the first things she said to me is that she will never watch SpongeBob. And I'm okay with that. Um, so we watched the SpongeBob movies as a family, and I gotta tell you, I roll on the ground laughing. Like they're so fucking stupid and funny. I love them. Ugh. But we start watching the Re- Rugrats reboot, and that's just bad. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to talk about this because the last episode was hysterical. Let's go talk about Doom Patrol. So I watched three and four tonight, episodes three and four. Um, and they're kind of seem like they're kind of like a, uh, the two episodes may as well just been one episode like it. It's kind of like just one little contained story. Episode three, they uh, they die. Right. And they go into the underworld and uh, somebody has uh, the the dead boys society. I think they're called has to go save them with yeah, I really uh, like that with Dolly. And um, it's not Dolly. What's her name? Niles kid what's her name is it dolly no it's um god damn it i can't think of her name now i'm close right no um i can't think of her name either god damn it the 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 one with the the dog face and i'm not the monkey face not, monkey is face. it a monkey yeah yes, i knew it yes. was some animal that 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 they referenced but um her and uh the bandage man i can't larry I think his name is they go and save them from the underworld. Well, the next episode, this episode four, 
because they came back from the underworld and Rowena from Supernatural, I don't know, Spider-Face Lady is what they keep calling her in episode three, uh, vomited on them. They now all turned to zombies, and now they yeah, have to was, save them from being it was zombies. Hol- that was hilarious, man. When they're like growling, mm-hmm. and it's got subtitles. and uh, Yeah, was, so funny, hilarious. dude. But the best part, so uh, Willoughby resurrects Niles' head. Dorothy. Dorothy, Dorothy thanks, man. dude. Dorothy. Yeah, we, you weren't even close. Oh, hey, we're getting into spoilers on this one. Yeah. If you haven't watched Doom Patrol, you can check it out now. We're going to get into spoilers on it. Um, yeah. But, all right, you've been warned. So turn it off now and come back if you're listening on the playback. Um, Which watch they, them live, they knew. Go get something to drink. Chill out. Yeah, and then come back. It's interesting because you guys know I'm sensitive to spoilers. I haven't finished season f- episode four, and I'm just like... I love Doom Patrol, but it's not a show that like spoilers matter as much for some reason. No, because it's, it's just like more a goofy about show. seeing the spectacle. Like it's not like you're getting any sort of. Uh, it's just a goofy show. Like that. Yeah, you know, like everything about it is just silly. A robot turning into a zombie? How is that even possible? Like I was oh, sure dude, at the end of the, the, end of the show, he has to eat Niles' brains. To cure, and I, and the, Anna and I both looked at each other. And we're like, "How does a robot eat brains?" Yeah, that right. Doesn't make any sense. And Larry, Larry somehow gets cured by eating the brains without ever taking his bandages off. <laughs> like it's just completely stupid, and they know that that's stupid, and they do it anyways. And that's the like, point, and I love it. That's what I love yeah. about this show. Everything is just ludicrous. And can I say, Brandon Fraser? as cliff has to be one of the best comic book moments oh, in television i love ever. love him he's so freaking funny like that is just inspired <laughs> yeah. casting dude tell niles i said this he'll know what it means <laughs> <laughs> oh there's so many middle fingers in this episode like yeah. uh so at the beginning of the episode uh uh the aliens deliver the the four dead bodies to the front doors of the mansions larry's open larry opens the boxes see that there's bodies so he then assembles these bodies back together and wraps them in bandages and puts them all around the uh doom patrol's not garbage pile <laughs> go to hell yeah get out uh, of here. i'm going to ban you <laughs> um he he takes these his dead friends and wraps them in the similar bandage bandages to what he wears, puts them all around the dining room table and just act like everything is okay. And then Dorothy comes home and she's like, You don't think that this is morbid? Because <laughs> yeah. he says, he says, Well, leaving them in the box kind of felt morbid. So this 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 is okay. And Dorothy says, No, this is morbid as well. And he goes, Well, how about <laughs> this? And he takes Jane's finger and flips off Cliff and he goes, There, that's less morbid. <laughs> And I laughed so hard, dude. Like, I just thought it was perfect. But there were so many middle fingers in this episode just done for comic relief that it, so, it like, just, I lost it. So I know it's a couple episodes ago, but, like, the one of the episodes I loved was the second one where they're on vacation at that resort. And you have yeah. Billy Boyd, my man, Pippin from Lord of the Rings is in there. And, like, what is it? Garbo, Garbo tracks the Conqueror or whatever. And he's just, Who's like, really just chilling. kind of a softy. Yeah, and he's just like chilling at this resort for 70 years and trying to win popularity contests. It's just it's just funny because like this world is established as just I guess people know that it's a really weird world. They see an alien, they get scared for a minute, and then they're like, nah, it's fine. 
everyone's cool with the fact that there's just an alien hanging out at the resort. Like, well, and it's it's also like how they're like they're not superheroes, but they end up figuring things out because they stumble through it. Like they just like yep. yeah stumble upon something or they just kind of fumble their way through it. You know, or like the they've got the Constantine yeah. ripoff in it, and and it's just like yeah. Well, to this day, like Rita, like her powers feel like useless most of the time. Rarely does she actually use them to help. They just get in the way. Right. Like that whole episode. Like, like half that episode, the only she legit was superhero. Yeah, yeah. Well, so um, why am I forgetting your name? Jane. She has cool powers. You know, she's she's a cool character. But yeah, they only come like, out at certain times. Yeah, she's starting to get better control of it. But yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's been the villain of many episodes because her psyche just takes over with a crazy personality. Yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong. This is supposed to be the same universe as Titans, right? It, yeah, is, it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, are we going to get Cyborg? Actually, no. I'm sorry. It's. I don't think it is. I think it is because Gar actually shows up in an episode of Doom Patrol before well, Titans. I, Titans had. Well, no. Titans had an episode of. No, you're right. You're right. Titans. It was Doom Titans Patrol. first. But my understanding is this: this show is actually Niles a different, different universe right? version. Niles, so, uh, a lot of things are different, but but Larry's the same. Um, Robot Man is the same, so it is the yeah. same universe. Well, the reason I'm saying it's a different universe is because when the CW did their multiverse stuff, they called this show a different universe number than the Titan show. They had different universe numbers. Mm, Unless I'm misremembering, I might have to go back and remember that because I know that Titan set re- it up that these two shows were in the same universe. I do remember something because I watched all of season one of Doom Patrol before I ever watched Titans. And then there was the Titans episode where Doom Patrol comes in and Niles was a different person. And that, that whole th- relationship was different, right? They yeah. It was kind of like a, it got its own series order. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like a pilot for the whole concept, which is ironic because I hated that episode. It's, I still think it's like the worst Titans episode. But the show Doom Patrol is so good. I really hope they make a Dead Boy Society show. I'd watch the shit out of that. It's called Young Supernatural. Move on. <laughs> what? That's that's what the Dead Boy Society show would be. Yeah, it would be, young, you supernatural, it, be young Supernatural. Young no, Supernatural. Like, the two guys are in love with each other. Yeah, it'd be Young Supernatural. No, but they have the. I mean, the fact that they're ghosts, kind of like, and that there's a real, there's a live person with them. Like it's the Dead Boy Society, and then the live girl like it's a different dynamic i think it would be more like hardy boys i don't i think it'd be like dead young supernatural because they're fighting right, supernatural well, i like supernatural so i know you do, do it. <laughs> we brought up supernatural and our viewer count went down by half yeah you fuck yeah. off <laughs> see now when i need kyle to back me up he's not here the fucker <laughs> well we insulted him yep I don't know. Um, th- this is like one of my favorite shows ever. Like, I just love everything about it. I the wolf. So the best part of this. So you thought werewolf butts was an absolutely ludicrous idea, right? Well, by the end, they top it by making a zombie werewolf butt. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just had a little bit more. Uh, another element of total uh, insanity into this like because every robot episode zombie isn't crazy enough right 
Yeah, it's just it's just absolutely or robot zombies that can actually communicate yeah. enough to where they can't stop themselves from trying to eat their friends' brains. Like they hang the uh the pine tree from James Dean's car when he died on their ears and it hides the smell of their brains. Yep. Like who the hell thinks of this? <laughs> who like knows? this is L this is this is LSD like at its best. Like somebody took a hit of LSD and then wrote the show. Probably. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm, all, I'm along for it. The werewolf butts reminds me um Halo one or Halo Two. I don't remember which one it is, but what what do they call that in Halo Two where it's like the hive or something like that? Oh, the flood. Yeah. The flood. That's the what hive werewolf is butts reminds me of. <laughs> oh yeah, I've never played Destiny, so I wouldn't have known that. But yes, you patrol's a good show. Check it out if you're not already watching it. Yeah, I agree. This is a good time in the show to remind everyone who's listening to the playback or watching this live. If you haven't done so yet, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you know when we go live every Friday night, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, if you haven't done so, make sure to like us on all social media platforms. Join the Facebook group to join the conversation. Uh, you can join the, uh, the Absolute Geek fan page or our private group. Um, either one works. If you follow us on our Instagram uh twitter and if you're looking to listen to this playback you can find it on any platform where podcasts are available and to enjoy older episodes um or stay current with absolute geek tiktok uh if you guys are in the market uh you can also check us out on whatnot if you're on whatnot make sure to like us on whatnot so you know whenever we go live for some beautiful beautiful comic sales for show for show Dude, um, can I just give a quick plug? Your top five comic books that you've been doing, mm-hmm. like I love that because it's been helping me like find ones that I'm like, oh yeah, I want to read that. The trial. Well, that's of literally Mandigo. what we're about to do. Oh, is that coming up? Yeah, oh, I thought literally... we had the. I thought we had the end screen up. No, we haven't even reviewed Venom oh. yet. Yeah, it was a transition. Oh yeah. shit. Oh wow. <laughs> Venom is so forgettable that I didn't even realize we hadn't reviewed it yet. <laughs> well, we've already been going a while. We can keep that review nice and short. Yeah. <laughs> like the movie. But yeah. What were you going to say? Nice the, part. the comics? Uh, the Trial of Magneto is fantastic. It is. I, if you like I that, there's some books this week that you're going to want to check out yeah. my list too. Go ahead. My top five comic picks of the week. Number five for Stumbling Jedi alone. We have Batman Reptilian trailing behind the mysterious reptilian menace savage in gotham batman hits the street harder searching it for answers but finds only more questions the dark knight takes his search beneath the streets and into the sewers to seek out killer croc but when he finds the reptilian rogue he quickly realizes this may be the strangest case of his career i i'm not into this book i just read it because stumbling jedi is a good dude and he talks my ear off about it, and the art in it is beautiful. Um, otherwise, I mean, I, there's a lot of people that are into it. It's just not my cup of tea when it comes to Batman. Um, but it's definitely worth really. It is worth checking out. I mean, it is. Uh, is the art like that? In the the book? art is very like stylistic. It's it's very very good art, but because that just that not, looks amazing. Like, some of the like some of the issues like issue one and two. And even three, for that matter, you have to reread two or three times to fully grasp 
everything that's going on. So it's like in a Wednesday when I'm go to my comic book shop and I'm picking up a stack like this of books, I'm like, I'm reading through things. I was like, I don't really have time between now and then to to reread everything. So, but it the art in it is beautiful. The story is kind of, I mean, it's a different. If you're looking for a different Bratman take, I would definitely say check it out, give it a read. Um, but it, it's definitely worth it for the the art alone and the expressionism and the art and and how he draws Batman in different situations and and things like that. So is it kind of cerebral? Is that why you're saying it's, uh, you know, you have to read it two or three times? Um, there's just a, it's just a lot. Yeah, I, cerebral might be a good way to put it. Yeah, there's just a lot going on. Like you, you miss stuff, or like you need to reread it because you misinterpreted it, or like there's just a lot to it. Interesting. But, go ahead. Next one. Next. Number four, 10 years to death. This is an aftershock one shot. Uh, newly hired prison guard, a notorious mass murderer, finally incarcerated for his crimes and the death uh, that binds them together. What happens when the murderer, when the murderer becomes the murdered? This is actually based on a true story. And it was a really good read. Lots of uh, excitement in it. I was kind of at the edge of my seat reading it, wanting to know what happened next. Um, so I had it at number four this week. It's an aftershock one shot. You can pick it up at your local comic book shop. Um, or find it online or or wherever you get Aftershock books. Uh, but, yeah, it was definitely a, a good read. Number three. This is what I was talking about, Inferno. Promises were made and broken. The rules of Krakoa have been playing a dangerous game with, da- with a dangerous woman, and they're about to see how badly uh, that can be burn them as one woman follows through on her promise to burn the nation of Krakoa to the ground. She looks a lot Check like out Mystique. the first issue of Inferno. I don't want to get too much into it because it's a very good read and it's a lot of spoilers to talk about it, but if you're liking some of the other X-Men stuff, The Trial of Magneto, definitely check out Inferno. Okay, so this is Mystique then? That is Mystique, yes. Okay, I was thinking it was like a totally different comic run. I'm like, dang, they definitely ripped off. There's actually... Look. So what I've been doing... um like I said before for my daughter is I've been buying books with strong female characters on the covers. So that way, if she gets in the comics, then we can do the fun part about going back and trying to, to find the rest of the runs. And like this book here, it was good when I picked it up and read it, but they've got the, of course, let's, this cover. Let's stop the, sharing so we can see that bigger. Yeah. The, oh, so the same one I yeah. I was going to ask you, is there an but alternate cover? They also have a really nice, Emma Frost cover. So I had to get both of those for her collection. Nice. So the one I'm seeing has a bunch of dead X-Men on the floor. Yeah, that's the A cover. That's the A cover. Okay. So that's definitely worth checking out. Go ahead and... uh... Here's where we get into the good stuff. Robin. If you're not reading Robin, Robin is probably hands down next to Nightwing hands down the best stuff at DC right now. And then Robin let the tournament begin. The most ruthless fighters in the DCU compete to the ultimate prize, eternal life to win his first round. Damian Wayne faces two times the danger and two times the trouble. So this is basically Mar- uh, DC's version of mortal Kombat. man. Damian goes to this Lazarus Island to compete in this Lazarus tournament to win, um, 
eternal life, but he's kind of suspicious of what's going on and, and trying to figure it all out. So he's got to enter this tournament where it's a fight to the death. Uh, the first issue, he gets killed right away. So someone rips his heart out and then he gets brought back to life and you can only die three times. And the, this issue, the, the tournament finally kicks off and he just destroys his first two opponents in no time in, in nice. very Damian Wayne fashion. So it is a very good book. If you're looking for a Damian Wayne solo series, if you like him as Robin, this is a book for you to check out. It's one of my highly recommended. Like I said, right now, this and Nightwing are two of the best books coming out of DC every month. So if you're not reading Nightwing, get on that. If you're not reading Robin, get on that. Go ahead to the next one. Amazing Spider-Man 875 Legacy 74 regular numbering. It is the end of an era as Nick Spencer is leaving Spider-Man and turning it over to a new creative team. Um, what a great finish to Nick Spencer's time on the amazing Spider-Man. I love this. The finally made the two most hated storylines in the history of Spider-Man. One more day and sins past finally makes sense. So this made Mephisto play the long game. If you know anything about sin about amazing Spider-Man, you should know Lance since you know, amazing Spider-Man Sins past is the storyline where Peter Parker thought that, Gwen Stacy had a secret love child with Norman Osborn, which produced two kids. Um, come to find out in this story, Nick Spencer's kind of retconned that to where it was a clone or an AI version of the evil Harry that created a clone and they degenerate quickly. And Mephisto has always had this big vision of Mephisto. Quote unquote on Inferno. It's when he's going to rise up to take over the world, and there's going to be one person that stands in front of him. And this entire time, he's letting you think that it's Peter Parker that that's going to stand up in front of him. And the way they retcon since past, like I said, is they made it to where those twins weren't actually real; they were the the failed clones, and they continuously deteriorate. So he kind of took them over and possessed them and stopped them from deteriorating to use them to make them kindred. So they were the kindred in this, and then they retconned one more day by making it to where the reason Mephisto made that deal with Peter Parker to take his marriage from Mary Jane, to take the relationship from Mary Jane, because it's not actually Peter Parker that's destined to stop him. It's his daughter, Mayday Parker, that's destined to stop him. So he plays that long game and takes their marriage to where that way she can never be born. So the one who's supposed to stop him can never come into existence. So he took two of the most hated storylines and gave them more, more continuity and flushed them out so much better. So I was so happy when I when I finished this issue. I can't talk enough about how good this issue is. Um, it is an oversized issue, and we're getting ready. It's his the end of his run. We're getting into a new creative team, and we're about to see the return of Peter Parker's clone Ben Riley. So, so what? Why is one more day so hated? Because I actually like that one. They took the relationship of Mary Jane and Peter and and wiped it away, and it was mm. kind of a all to save Aunt May's life. So it's kind of like they undid everything, and everyone kind of grew to that relationship of Mary Jane and Peter, and they just wipe it away. So I guess I could see that. Just for Aunt May, who's like old. 
Yeah. Mayday to Mephesto. I'm inevitable. That's right. So <laughs> Kyle make it from the Lance. Ugh. Hashtag Venom. Hashtag Sony just don't get how Spider-Man works. It's a real shame. He's, he's I don't see what I don't I don't see why he's taking like he's just making you, fun of you, dude. Do you two agree with me on that? What? Does Sony understand how the Spider-Verse so, works? So is it time to get into our review? Of- yeah, because um, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle sure seems to think that... I've been reading comic or Spider-Man comics since I was seven years old, dude. Like It's the one character. I, I know. He's just a fucktard. That's it. He's not a fucktard. <laughs> He's a busting ball. But yeah, let's go. There, there's your top five comics of the week. Uh, I can't stress enough to check out the... If you haven't read the Kindred stuff, go back and read it. Um, Nick Spencer was doing good stuff on on Amazing Spider-Man. So, Casa, oh, it's on. You, <laughs> you just stepped in something, dude. Like you, you just opened up a can of worms you don't want to open up. Buddy. Yeah, the chat's about to get lit. Yep. Kyle knows. I love him. Uh, no, Venom is the last thing, Stick Boy. So if you're going to take off, we appreciate you being here, man, as always. Um, yeah, we don't want to ruin it for you. We don't want to ruin it for you, but yeah. Venom is our last thing. Brief spoiler free impressions. I'll tell you this. It I went in with low expectations and they still weren't met. <laughs> like I didn't like it. I I walked out of the movie and I told Lance, oh yeah, three out of five, I think is what I'd give it. No, that's too high of a score. I yes. The more I think about it, I just did not like this movie. Like Thanks, I, boy. Have a good night, man. Yeah, have have a good night, man. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Get just on the replay I, after you uh Catch us on the replay after you watch Venom tomorrow and let me know what you, uh, let us know in the comments what you thought. Yeah, I mean, I hope you like it. I want people to be entertained, you know. I just, so so just Lance was leaning, Lance was leaning over to me partway through the movie and I don't like to talk during movies, so I just agreed with him. But he t- leaned over to me, he's like, yeah, this is a little better than the last one, right? And I was literally thinking before then, this is worse than the original. <laughs> like, I really, I, hated the original like i don't i don't see hate the original worse i just don't see how anything can be worse than like i i chuckled more in this one like that's the only redeeming quality that this had is the last one i thought was just downright stupid like but this one they the humor was a little bit better and you could actually understand eddie brock when he spoke that's what i hated about the first one it sounded like he was mumbling the entire movie so it, it's things it's things like that that make it better like you can actually it's you can actually watch it and understand what's going on but it's still stupid yeah i never i never had that issue but i know you have you do have some bad hearing from being in so many rock bands <laughs> i'm not I, i'm not even trying to make fun of you like that's legit no no but i mean tom hardy like that's not that's not a unique perspective i have on I tom know. hardy like it's <laughs> he mumbles like they had to dub his bane um <laughs> patrick i was afraid of what happened after he leaned over yeah man you gotta choose your <laughs> words carefully <laughs> um show us on the doll where he touched you uh so um yeah i mean bane he had to redub all of his lines because nobody un- understood what, what the hell oh, he was man. saying and i'm like the weird one that i ass. i was bummed when they redubbed i thought he sounded so cool in the original trailer but admittedly, he was hard to understand. Before yeah, we get I just in, before we get in, Kyle says, "Just don't be a fucktard." 
Yeah, you opened it now. Before we get into this, like any more into this, I want to hear. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Max, but I want to hear what your gripe with Sony and the Spider Universe is, so we have some groundwork to work off of here, Lance. I think, I think my my biggest issue is that the fact that they're going about these characters and putting them in a world where Spider Man doesn't exist when their whole existence revolves around spider-man like i understand and we're in spoilers right now right so i can say it Mm -hmm. the the end credit scenes is trying to redeem that with this movie right because of spider-man appearing in the end credits but they've already ruined the venom backstory to where now it just doesn't seem like i don't know how they're going to make sense like venom and spider-man are supposed to be mortal enemies Right. And it's not till Venom is much older, like we we saw like in the absolute carnage storylines and stuff where he's like dying of cancer and stuff that that they're more on equal playing field, right? They're more they're more equal to each other. But they're supposed to be enemies to each other. Eddie Brock is a good guy that wants to do good things. Explain to me, but other than jealousy, what beef these two people could have. Is he though? Is he? Because I can make an argument. I kind of beg the difference. I think in this Venom is the guy that wants to be good, and Eddie Brock is kind of the piece of shit. I don't, I don't see that because Venom just wants to eat everybody, and Eddie Brock is like, no, no, that's not true. Like, I, mean, I think, I think Eddie Brock has questionable, questionable moral character, but I don't think he's evil. I don't think he's evil either. But like when Venom goes off on his own, he basically just goes to a party and doesn't eat anybody. He's just like nice. Which, he's just yeah, but he's going happen. through a trail of dead people. Like he's just killing people as he's going. Like he's just leaving bodies. Well, he needs that host. He's got to have that host. But yeah. which makes back to that point though. I kind of feel like who Andy Circus directed this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like he just got done watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Secret of the Youth. That scene, like, goes to that giant party <laughs> and he got the GD people singing and. Venom grabs the mic and you hear the man. I love these costumes. I love this place. You know, it did very, give off those know, vibes. So the vanilla ice I didn't realize that until you're saying that right now. Oh man. So, some of the lines in this were were so uh, some of the things that they said in this were just so played out. Like you've heard, I would say 80% of the lines in this movie you've heard from other movies with swipe yeah. slight variations like but for the most part in none of it was original in how they treated cletus cassidy like and this is not a knock on woody harrelson like i think he did the best with what he was given but do, do either of you feel like he just died a little bit too easily like it was just so why did you put Kyle in timeout? I did it as a joke, but I forgot that I can't undo it. So now he's, <laughs> he's blocked for five minutes. Oh, my God. Sorry, Kyle. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> Why'd you block him? Is he going? He's just he's just making fun of us in the chat. Yeah. Um, I just. <sighs> Carnage is is like one of the coolest villains like ever. And they tried. <sighs> They just made it so cheap, dude. Like, I don't know. I wanted this movie to be good. I wanted it so badly to be good. And it's just, I don't know. So I 
I think that Woody Harrelson did a fantastic job as Carnage in this movie. And I think he's kind of the only redeeming quality in this movie is his portrayal of Carnage. And I like the way Carnage looked. Carnage looked awesome. This movie is all over the place from start to finish. There's no real plot. There's no real, like, they cover Cassidy's backstory very briefly through animation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird opening with Shriek and her whole backstory and kind of what they're doing with her and the whole, like, you know, relationship between Eddie and Venom and yeah, how Eddie's her. basically standing around, you know, stumbling around the city like a drunk and he's sweaty all the time. And, you know, it just... It, there was no real your your biggest issue with Cassidy and Brock is like they set it up like there's something there previously, but the biggest issue he has with wanting Eddie dead in this is because Eddie figured out a secret before he could spill it, or Venom mm-hmm. figured it out. Like it's very uninspired. Okay, that's a very stupid reason to hate somebody or want them to dead. You dead, you know. And the after credit scene. And and that's why I kind of wanted to ask you where you your thought was is because I was always like yes, you you can't have Venom like you can do you can do Morbius without Spider Man you can do Craven the Hunter without Spider Man the one character that Spider Man kind of really really is the cornerstone for is Venom but I think the after credit scene changes that. Because if you've been following the comics, which I know you guys aren't as closely as I do, Donnie Cates just did a run where they had the, the symbiote god Null, and you found out about the symbiote hive mind. And in this after credit scene, Venom mentions the symbiote hive mind. Let me con- you know, let me connect you to the symbiote hive mind. But you gotta be able to pay attention to his wording because he allows you to think that the symbiote hive mind can be connected through the multiverse. So this could be a different version of Venom than what you're used to. So when he licks the screen and says, this guy, you kind of get that feeling where Topher Grace a few weeks ago was joking about his Venom being in Spider-Man No Way Home. How much of a joke was that? Because maybe that version of Venom remembers being attached to Spider-Man and has uploaded that information to the hive mind. And when Eddie and and Venom access it, it allows them to slide through the multiverse because they're in a different location. It's pretty much the same location, but a different place. You know, and there's somebody already in that room and things have changed drastically. So now they slid into the Marvel Universe. So this version of Venom might not necessarily need Peter Parker's Spider-Man to exist to not to know who he is because he can get that information through the hive mind because when it uploads to the hive mind, it's dispersed through all symbiotes. So they can communicate with each other through the hive mind. Multiversally. So I I you gotta pay I attention to just... really to the wording of what Venom says during the after credit scene when he's explaining it to Eddie. To, to kind of get that I guess my my issue is is that first of all I don't know why anybody would want to harken back to the to the days of Topher Grace as Eddie Brock but that that's beside this the fact I mean 
I just don't, I don't know, man. I think by that point when the end credits came on, I was just so disappointed. Like, because I know he was going to show him like a whole like se- like centuries of information and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And for a second, when it when it switched, uh, he thought that that's that was it, right? That that feeling that he had. But I don't know. I I just feel like that is so that is so far a concept that I don't think general audience like I have a hard time seeing Marvel going that deep into it. But they like, already are because they're connecting the Raimi universe. They're connecting the the Garfield universe all into one now. So they're already so going that far. They're going down think, that rabbit hole. Do we think then that that Venom is going to be in in No Way Home? Like, is this Venom going to be in it? Yeah, um, it seems like maybe be, he he might be. I don't know if. It's going to be the the same. I don't know if it's going to be in No Way Home, but I think it's going to definitely be after. I think Venom Three See, will definitely. My issue is is that Kevin Feige came out and said Spider Man is the only character that can jump universes. I I do not think that Disney is going to put Venom in one of their movies. I think they are, and I think I think I think, they I think that changed when they wanted to take Spider-Man away from, because I think that Sony always wanted Venom to be part of the the MCU, and when they threatened to take Spider-Man away from, I think this is one of the chips that was laid on the table saying, we want Venom introduced to the MCU. If we're gonna renegotiate this contract, and they got that, and that's what the after credit shows you is that they got that. Because See, and I. I I was I was thinking so I was thinking along those lines right Matt and I think I said that to Max before we went into the movie that I bet you that there was some bargaining chip because I knew that there was some from spoilers uh, the the spoilers were a little bit different but there was something about him watching Spider Man on the TV I read that he said oh I hate that guy but apparently he says I know that guy or something no like that. he just says that guy and licks the screen. that guy that's right but. I kept thinking I was like, okay, if that's if that's a bargaining chip, then Kevin Feige would have some role in this movie. His name's not listed anywhere in the credits. Like he he's normally a producer on on many of the Marvel properties that come out, right? He, his name was nowhere on here. I just don't know if Disney would give that much control to sony to like without having any sort of input into this project well i mean you just because he's not listed in the movies doesn't mean that he's he wasn't part of the after credit scene this movie well, I, was probably, I would say the this product, movie was already filming when they had the the issue with spider-man dispute. so they came back to the table and that's what they got and they they put him in there in the after credit scene that that to me screams that that was all part of that that deal because why else put him in there now? Yeah, I think there's a chance that he could be in No Way Home. I, I'm not sure if it's a good idea because it's already kind of overstuffed with with villains. But clearly, they're going to do some kind of crossover, and it's going to clearly be with the MCU Spider Man. And I'm I'm really bummed out with like Lance mentioned earlier. I'm bummed out with how they started this whole thing. I really wish that they would have waited to do anything with Venom until Spider Man could have been involved in that origin story. I think that would have been better. Um, and I think that's what made this story 
less exciting for me. Like I know I'm way less familiar with Spider-Man than you, but like one of the stories that I like is the maximum carnage storyline to where Mm -hmm. the idea of venom and Spider-Man teaming up to take down carnage. And I guess that could still happen. Like, yeah, venom ate him and Cletus Cassidy died, but there's ways they can get around that. Like, well, they're already moving on because they're going to move on to toxin. Toxin's going to be the, the new symbiote in the third movie. Is the, that confirmed? The cop. Well, that's who the cop is in the comic book. He becomes toxic. When his eyes, when his eyes, opens his light eyes, up blue. his eyes are blue. He's uh, he's obtained some of the carnage symbiote, and oh. he's which now did you see a scene where he where he got exposed to it? Like I saw the scene where Carnage's uh, tentacle was wrapped around him, right, mm. or tendril or whatever they call it. But I didn't see anything where he actually picked up the symbiote 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 there's so much left out of that movie where the hell did um ann's fiance come to automatically appear at the top of the fucking church to pour gasoline on the dude you know there are many plot holes in this and shriek can just run away and be like hold that thought let me go save carnage before i come back to kill you or the fact that eddie brock is supposed to be broke and he lives in this shithole apartment and he gets a three thousand dollar tv thrown out the window and he's able to go buy one the next day well it's because he's made bank now that he broke (laughs) yeah he's rich then cassidy story no i was just i'm just i'm just being facetious but it's uh there's also can we talk about how much of a dick move it was for her to invite eddie out to dinner to say hey just you know i'm getting married to somebody else even though i know you're still in love with me that could have been a text. Or then can you, or can you at least say post. you're happy? Can you at least yeah, say you're happy we, for me? Come it's on. a power move, man. That's a power move. She wanted She's a, bitch. a response from him. <laughs> you know? It's messed up. Power move. It is, the only thing so I could think up. of was that she really doesn't want to marry this Dan guy. She loves Eddie Brock, and she's just trying to get a reaction out of Eddie. And then did they completely ignore the fact that in the first movie, the whole reason Tom Hardy has to keep Venom is because he's dying? I don't Pretty think much. they said that in the first movie. Yes, they did. No, I don't think he was they did. dying. He, his whole body had was cancerous. That was that mm-hmm. was in the first movie. I don't think it was. I just and like that part Venom, where he's like, I'm going to break you. Hey, I broke your nose. Let me fix it so I can break it again. And he just... <laughs> they They talk about that pretty extensively with tom with eddie brock is dying in the first movie and then in this movie venom just leaves and eddie brock is fine like i didn't understand that well like, he had to have the venom symbiote to to live and you know being someone who knows so much about the spider-man comics like you know that that's that's one of the storylines eddie brock gets cancer venom leaves him and goes to matt grogan the scorpion for a while and yeah. scorpion becomes venom for a good period of time so but isn't eddie brock still have cancer i i would assume in the movies but like he doesn't heal when that happens because venom goes to several people after i mean that's the whole that's the whole absolute carnage storyline is uh and i'm trying to remember correctly carnage is going to kill everybody that's ever had a symbiote in them right that's in the um yeah in the newer donny cates one it's he's trying yeah. to get all the codexes from him yeah because so he's killing symbiote, everybody that's ever had a symbiote in them to obtain it, the codex yeah and so venom goes through quite a few people but eddie brock still has cancer in that book uh so, i don't know if he, see i don't know if he's still got com- cancer in the comics or not i don't think he does 
I'm because he becomes sure. he becomes the new symbiote god at the end of the Donny Cates run. So he he absorbs the um god damn it. I can't he absorbs powers and then becomes like the symbiote god now. So he's uh as far as I know he doesn't have cancer anymore. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's just I I these are some of my favorite characters. I mean, I even like I bought a Venom shirt. Well, I'm going as Venom for Halloween uh with my kids because we're all dressing up as comic book villains. I'm going to the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. That's the way to go right there, Max. I approve. <laughs> yeah, I, I lost the um the opportunity to pick my own Halloween costumes when I became a dad. Now I gotta dress up as one year I was the freaking fat mouse from Cinderella. Gus Gus? Yeah, Gus Gus, thank you. I couldn't remember the name for the life of me. But Venom, like just Spider-Man in general, but Spider-Man and Venom have been been like my favorite characters since I was a kid, you know, ever since the animated series was out. And I don't know. And the Craven movie, like you brought up, like, yeah, Mobius, like, yeah, that they could it could exist without Spider-Man, but we know it doesn't because they have the picture of Andrew of uh, not uh Toby Maguire's Spider-Man in the trailer. But Craven the Hunter, like I don't want to see a movie without Spider-Man and Craven the Hunter. Well, sadly, it's going to happen, and they're trying to build their own Spider-Man universe to get ready for when Marvel's done using that character, so they can continue to use it up. But you're going to get Spider-Man and Venom. You know, they've already been teasing it, and then Andy Serkis is already pretty much guaranteed said it's going to happen. It's just a matter of it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. And it just looks like they're going to use the multiverse to do it. And like I said, you got to pay real close attention to that after credit scene of the wording. And cause he's not saying universe, he's saying multiverse. He's, he's explaining yeah. it very, very thoroughly that, and that's what kind of what happens. And they're doing it through the telenovela. Like that whole telenovela thing is a giant metaphor. And then it all like, it, he's going to connect to the wall, the hive mind and it all warps him into this and it's kind of the same look as like dr strange scene of the future and and uh, you know all the the stuff with the future that they've kind of warped in and then all of a sudden he's in this someone else's room in the same location everything's different and nicer and then that that news broadcast comes up because when you look at the t- the papers in the old the, the daily bugle is a, a newspaper still and then the marvel the mcu the D- daily bugle is a very much like info wars style show i love that when he was reading the newspaper and it was the same daily bugle logo and everything from the sam raimi movies did you Mm -hmm. notice that yep like it looked just like the sam raimi movies so that's what i'm saying like and that's i think that's how they're gonna end up explaining it is that he's aware of spider-man because of the raimi version of venom already coming in contact with spider-man and uploading it to the hive mind and that's why he's like this guy and starts looking at licking the screen because he already knows that he contains a power that he craves and that's the whole thing with venom in the comics is that his grudge with spider-man is that spider-man rejected him he wants that power back he thirsts for that power so he attaches to eddie brock because they have this a similar hatred for peter parker so he uses Eddie Brock to try to get back to Spider-Man. But that's his whole goal is to get back to Spider-Man because that's who he hungers for. That He hungers and thirsts so, for that power. He wants that power back. 
everything you're saying to me tells me that this should be its own movie, right? That they shouldn't just, you know, slam Venom into... I mean, they didn't learn their mistake from Spider-Man 3, Sam Raimi's. They, they put Venom in there, made him a side character, and that whole movie sucked, right? Like, this whole thing... Because now you have to establish that Eddie Brock doesn't like Peter Parker. Now you have to, have to establish this hive mind stuff and Venom wants spider-man's power that sounds like its own contained movie like why does venom have to be this b character because it looks like doc ock and green goblin are going to be the big bads and in, in no way home well, maybe maybe venom's not in, in no way home you know we don't know well yeah maybe it's a post-credit no home but i think he's gonna go after spider-man because that's the whole thing is that they they want you to pay attention to the wording lethal protector over and over again. Yeah, they said it over quite over a few again. times. And even at the end of the movie, Venom says, where do we go now, Eddie? And he says, wherever they need a lethal protector. So yeah. now, Spider-Man looks like the bad guy because he murdered somebody. So they're so going to go Venom after him. So now Venom thinks he's the good guy? Exactly. Spider- he's gonna, Venom's going to go after him because he's the lethal protector. He's going to go and, and do what needs to be done. So he's going to go after Spider-Man. So I don't think I just think that Sony is setting up for post Marvel Spider-Man. And I think that's what we're going to get is we're going to get them together. That is in a Spider-Man post Marvel movie. I think it's going to be in a, a, a Spider-Man Ford that has nothing to do with his situation in Marvel. But we won't know. We'll find out December 17th when No Way Home comes out. It just may it just makes me really nervous that so like I love the Spider-Man Marvel stuff that's going on like with with Disney and everything and I just I just worry they're going to fuck it up. Like I just I just worry Sony's just going to bulldoze their way in there and just fuck it up. I like think that, with, that's I think that's what scares me. I think with the way that they've come out and said that the the trailer is cut to be misleading i don't think we're gonna get i i'm starting to think that it's not these people guys coming into the the marvel universe i think it's gonna be more so peter sliding through multiverses because i think that's what because if you've seen the toy he's got that that black suit with like the strain the doctor strange mystical powers on it and I think it's going to be in that scene where he's in the cafeteria and he like takes his mask off and starts running. I yeah. think that's going to be more so of like him sliding through different multiverses versus those characters coming into his. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, but why? Why? So would he be sliding through because the the spell that Doctor Strange was doing like thrust him through the multiverse, or is he sliding through because he's trying to? find someone or he's that, running from someone I guess that we're gonna have to watch because it's already a very vastly different plot than the the spider-verse story arc in the comics so who knows but i think that if this proves anything the multiverse is here it's going to be here for the next phase of marvel you know what 10 years give or take and it's gonna be it's it's a wait and see like if they're they're Until saying Apple that Sony. you know 
they're talking about the Illuminati. We're going to get the appearance of the Illuminati and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And like, uh, that's I where you're getting all those that, that, Xavier leaks from. Yeah, which I was supposed to. I, I went through here and I cleaned this all up and I forgot to put those slides in. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, dude. But uh, I've, I've heard that um, there's a slight possibility that Tobey Maguire might be in Doctor Strange. Would, well, it would make sense since Sam Raimi directed those movies. Yeah. Well, no, it makes total sense. I just be interesting to see how Spider-Man leads into Doctor Strange. Well, I mean, it's obvious that we you've seen the, I mean, most people probably seen them, the leaks that are out where you've got the Doctor Strange and, or not Doctor Strange, but Doctor Octopus and um, Electro all in those prison cells canister things yeah, yeah. the prison cells the so it's, six. it's something to do with the multiverse and you know there's a lot of leaks you can find leaks out there and it's the same person like the same person that leaked the after credit scene for venom which has been out on the internet for weeks have been it's the same guy that's leaking this doctor strange and spider Xavier fan, stuff. yeah xavier spider stuff fan. in in uh multiverse madness that's why i kind of feel like it, it's true and the Illuminati stuff, and there's just so much out there that you can figure out, find out if you want to go look for it. It's just a matter of, like Max, do you want to be spo- You know, like Max here he doesn't want spoilers, but do you want? If I you just want, want to enjoy it. Twitter. Yeah, I just want to enjoy the movies. You know, I want to know. I don't every mind last rumors. I can. I like it. I like it when they're phrased as rumors, because then if it turns out true, I'm like, cool, that rumor was true. And you call it leaks, and I'm like, well, crap, there's actually a good chance this is real. And it kind of spoils it. Well, just that's just on you, dude. You just need to, if it's a leak, like everything's called a leak, but there's been leaks that are just rumors. So just think yeah. of all leaks as rumors, and then you're fine. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know anyway, I mean? so like, I want to say a couple positives before we wrap up. I, I still think Venom looks awesome. I thought Carnage looked really awesome. I think Woody Harrelson did a pretty good job. Um, and what was the other positive? I thought it was quite funny. In fact, I thought it was funnier than the first one. I just thought that overall, like, it was kind of a negative that it was funny. Like, there were times where I'm like, this is, can we get serious a for a minute? Like, like, Venom's yeah. like this crazy alien who likes to eat people. We're telling a lot of jokes. You know, and I think I think part of that is that the movie was really short. I don't mind ninety minute movies, but this was one where I was like, "Holy crap, we're already in the third act!" It just went too fast. But I know I liked a few things about it. I thought the action was pretty good. I just wished that I would have seen Carnage like ripping people in half. I wanted yes. to see blood and guts. And I wanted to and... see that King Shark moment. You know, when he rips that guy in two. Like, well, I when he did that, that like tornado Carn- thing. I would have liked to see a bunch of like prisoners sucked up into it and he just ripping them to shreds. Like that's, and that's time, my biggest gripe with the movie. It's not rated R. Every time they had that moment, they turned away from it. They, when he takes the dude's head off, cuts it away. You know, when he, yeah. so anytime someone's going to get torn up, anytime someone's going to be headed, anytime it's going to go gory, they, they, they did a good job of showing that Cletus Cassidy yeah. is freaking psycho and violent. I don't but think because, they did though. I really don't think I they don't did. think they did. They they told you stuff he did before. Like, but everything he did was that what psychotic was 
when he was carnage. Like he never really did anything that was psychotic when he was just Cletus. Like the only thing he really did that was psychotic was bite Eddie Brock's hand. He bit Eddie and then the guy at the gas station, he was himself for that. But I get all he did was beat him up. He didnn't like kill him or well he stopped it. I think it's implied that he killed him. Wow. I I kind of took it that he that he they needed to do a better job of showing it instead of implying it. I agree with you. This movie should have been rated R. It would have been a million times better. But the reason I think that this is better than the first, which isn't in any way trying to say that this is a good movie. I'm not trying to say that. (laughs) Is there's a couple of things. So the big a big gripe, because we talked about the first one on Couch Crunchers, and the big gripe that that we all had, I didn't have it as much as everybody else, but I, I can see their point was the the two big bads fighting you couldn't tell who was who like it was just one big mess of gray right like you couldn't there was none of that yeah that was bad yeah here you can actually tell what's it's going clear. on yeah right it's clear there's red black you can tell what's going on the other thing is i didn't really like the bad guy in the first one and Her- woody harrelson does a better job but it's woody harrelson like he's going to do the best with what he's given like I don't think there was substance there for him to work with, but he did the best with what he was given. The second thing is the humor was a little bit better and um, it didn't, I don't know. There was one part I really hated was when Venom takes over the, uh, the convenience store lady. And the the face, like <laughs> it's just Chen. the eyes and the mouth. <laughs> yeah, just the eyes and the mouth came through. Like I'm like, why didn't you just turn her head into venom? Like it just seemed kind of like um, they did that in the first movie though too. Did they? I don't even remember that. When Eddie Brock goes to fucking tell his neighbor to turn his music down, his neighbor gives him shit, and he venom comes out of him, and you see his eyes and mouth change, but that's it. Yeah, it just kind of looks ghoulish, like it should be in The Conjuring or something. Like, I don't know. It just, it just feels like a lot of cheap, cheap explosions, cheap humor, cheap, just cheap gags from start to finish. Like there was nothing. It feels like to me that they took full advantage of every single delay to go back and re-edit this movie and re and cut more out and cut more out and cut more out and cut more out. Because it seems like there's a lot of times where things don't play out before they're switching to the next plot point. Like, it's just a lot of, I think there's a lot of missed opportunities all throughout this movie. It was way too rushed. I just, yeah. And like, that's another thing. So, Anne wore the suit twice. She wore it in the first movie and she wore it in this movie. How come it didn't kill her? Also, every time she wears it, we got like a female form venom. But when mm-hmm. he possessed other females, he was still just like big boy venom. I just think <laughs> I don't think he's in her long enough for it to maybe to deplete her. Yeah, I mean, she was able to she was able to go like get venom from Mrs. Chang, go to the police station, uh, go through metal detectors and all that stuff because that's what you do in police stations, right? Go to the holding area, grab Eddie bust through a wall, jump through, <laughs> jump on roofs and do all these things and still have an argument with Eddie about Eddie apologizing. Like it seemed rather long. 
<laughs> like it didn't seem short, <laughs> you know, like there was yeah. a whole rescue mission. He overtook some lady at a club, gave a speech on stage and then had to say, oh, I got to go and went in the hallway and the lady died. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There, I just I just want to wipe this entire movie from my conscience. Like my there's con- a lot wrong my, with this movie. Uh, yeah. Which I had hoped Andy Circus like I was like, "Oh, that that makes sense." Like the motion capture stuff and and everything else. I was like, "Maybe Andy Circus can do a good job." But special effects were good. Yeah, yeah that all looked good. See- I thought Venom looked wonky at times. Like he looks very, very wonky at times. Like it's like just bad special effects. Oh yeah, they're nowhere near like like I'm way excited for Dune because Dune looks like it's gonna be amazing special effects. This is nowhere near that. that this is nowhere near any movie. Marvel movie that we saw, like as far as special effects are concerned. Like the tendrils look like have you guys ever seen um uh basketball? Mm-hmm. yeah okay when they drop their shorts and you have that the 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 back side of the large dong like hitting the floor <laughs> that's I what the tendrils look part. like oh it's one of the funniest parts of that movie lance remembers get it out of the dongs involved oh i've i've watched basketball probably more times than i should admit but uh that's I'm what it, it reminded me or or uh in the boys the long penis guy yeah you know what i'm talking about Mm-hmm. That's what venom and carnage's like tendril things look like. And you guys really remember penises? I don't even know what you're talking about. And I've they're seen always the put in the movies for 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 like for Lance's pleasure, comedic effect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just... pleasure. I did not like the part where they were like, "Ah, uh, he says we are carnage," and it gets real loud. It, it felt kind of cheap. Like I understand the effect they were going for, but it felt cheap. Everything we is are carnage. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what did I say <laughs> earlier? We are garbage or let there be garbage. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever watch this movie again. I'll probably just watch the end credit scene. Wait till it's on YouTube. So I can dis- yeah. dissect that and forget the rest of it. <laughs> But I don't know. I think we've beat this movie to death, boys. Yeah, I think so. Let's call it. Let's call it a podcast. It went from well, we don't have to talk very long about this to we talk half hour on it. Yeah. (laughs) I've noticed that when I'm like angry at things, I talk about it a lot more. Like I rarely get online and post something like immediately after seeing a movie, unless it's like really bad. I'm not like Sam that posts something after fucktards. <laughs> I sent him a message. I didn't mean anything by it. You well, his feels, follow up with feelers. him and to apologize for me putting him in timeout. I was just yeah, trying to be you fine. heard his feelers and then Max put him in timeout. You guys are dicks. Hey, he's never gonna come cover us on the show ever again. <laughs> you give you give a man a little bit of power and he fucking takes a mile, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Give him um, some admin rights and he just fucking takes over the world, huh? Dude, I'm liking this. I was the host on Couch Crunchers. I'm liking that I can just, you know, all those powers are taken away from me and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> <laughs> you took, it's funny because you took the powers. 
I was hosting the show, and then one day Lance was like, no, nah, I'm going to now. And I was just like, oh, I guess I'm not doing it. We'll get into that later. You know why. <laughs> whatever you whatever you say, VOD villain over there, twisting your mustache. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, growing it out. I'm growing it out. Yeah. All right. About the special wax and everything. You can well, tell people cast, follow us on social. But yeah, the, um, I want to say thanks to everyone sitting in the chat tonight. Thanks to Kyle. Thanks to Patrick. Thanks to Stick Boy. Thanks to Stumbling Jedi. Thanks to Aaron. Thanks to everyone who stopped in the chat tonight. You guys are fantastic as always. We greatly appreciate your support each and every week. If you're listening to this on the playback, uh, make sure to leave us a comment or a review. Let us know if you disagreed with our opinion of Venom, if you agreed. Um, you know, let us know what's on your mind. Let me know if you're reading some other books that I should check out or you disagree with my top five, whatever you want. Um, if this is your first time finding us on YouTube, make sure that subscribe button. If you're listening on the playback and you haven't subscribed on the YouTube yet, please make sure to go to youtube.com forward slash absolutely podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Help us get to a thousand subs on the YouTube channel by the end of the year. That'd be an amazing, amazing Christmas slash New Year's gift is to to see that thousand sub mark hit. If you guys are on social media, uh, Facebook, make sure to like and subscribe to us there. Join the conversation. Let us know what's on your mind. Let us know what you think about the upcoming Marvel movies and everything geeky. Uh, Twitter, you can find us at at a geek podcast. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, whatnot, all of your social platforms and on anywhere podcasts are provided. So for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. I'm Lance. And I'm Max. And we'll see you guys next time. All you freaks and geeks. Come all you freaks and geeks. Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink some Cosby wine. (laughs) We'll drink some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. (laughs) See you next time on the Absolute Geek.